0: Today is Thursday, the 25th of June, 2020. This is The Gap, episode 522. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Goury is here, and it has been a busy week. There is a lot going on this week. Like, busy ridiculous because you went and had a
1: fucking haircut.
0: Captain
1: haircut! I haven't had a haircut. Fucking look at you with your haircut. Fucking Mr. Haircut over here. You look
0: fucking <laughs> 12, motherfucker. It's ridiculous. I know, because I, I didn't do it today. I just, I just... Bro, I just like pushed it to the side. This is the <laughs> cleanest the your hair has looked, looked in fucking the- six
1: months. This is ridiculous. And you haven't had a hair Like you should you should just push it to the side all the time. You should not do <laughs> your hair. It's been a mistake yeah. doing your hair this entire time. I haven't had a haircut in fucking forever. Look at this look at this fucking fridge. I could they should remake the crow and I can be on it. Look at look look at it. It's it's nearly down
0: to my mouth. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Mine's mine's getting there, like it all. <laughs> It's it's usually up here somewhere. Um, <laughs> speaking uh, about remaking the crow, oh yeah. Did
1: you see they're bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman for uh, the Flash? Right? Yeah, that is insane. I like it. I'm on. <laughs> Who was I was talking? um oh, I was talking to my brother because he was like, you should watch the last half of the last season of Gotham. And uh, normally uh, we we have, like, discussions about TV shows and, uh, mm-hmm. it, like, the discussion usually hinges on how many episodes do I have to fucking watch of this before it actually gets good? I remember yeah. he, he recommended Person of Interest, right? Which might be one of my all-time favorite shows, but the first season is such a fucking slog to watch that... Yeah. It almost like it almost breaks the entire thing. It's almost like too much to watch. Like it's twenty two episodes, and person interest. If you if you never watched it, is this? Uh, it's a Jonathan Nolan slash Lisa Joy joint. The the team behind um, Westworld. Oh, Westworld, yeah. and um, it's got fucking Jim Cavaziel, uh like Jesus, uh, is this dude who like. Has an AI telling him when crimes are about to be committed, like a Minority Report, sort of, a little, a tiny bit, yeah. And uh, without the without the people floating in pools, yeah, um, and the, the balls and the balls, uh, and yeah. So what it, what it winds up doing is, f- like, for the first twenty one episodes, they explain in detail the premise, like. Every single fucking episode, it starts off... It's got... I can't remember what else he's in, but the... the It's like a... You know, there's two people in this show. There's Jim Cavaziel and the other guy. And the other guy is this nerdy guy who controls the AI or... The AI controls him or something like that. And, uh, yeah, every single fucking episode starts with that dude being like... Jim, I need you to hunt down this crime. Uh, I can't i I've got to explain to you how I know there is a crime because I've got this AI and then the next episode will start off and it'll be like, that dude is back. And he's like, Jim, I need you to hunt down this crime. I've got this AI and it tells me when this crime is about to happen. And then the third episode happens and he does it again. I'm like, I can't fucking watch this guy continue to explain the premise of the fucking show over and over and over again uh it's driving me fucking insane so I, I hit up my brother i'm like liam this fucking show fucking sucks i don't care if it stars jesus christ fucking tell me what i'm supposed to do he's like oh no yeah no sorry if i were to re-watch it i would wa- watch like episodes 10 12 18 19 20, 21, 22. That, that, that's all I'd watch of the season, the first season. And then watch all the season two. I'm like, oh, okay. And I did that. And it fucking ruled. And like everything mm. after that, like that show goes places. Like places. It like goes into like some deep philosophical shit. Uh, have you got like a toothache or something? You keep like pressing no? your tooth. It's weird. Oh, no, I'm uh, just scratching my face. Okay. Oh, weirdo. Um, anyway. Uh, so usually all of our discussions talk about how much of a show you have to skip, but this time it was interesting because yeah, for Gotham, uh, he's like, don't watch any of the shows except for the last half of the last season because it's fucking that shit's amazing, uh, but the rest of it's idiotic. And I'm like, okay, hmm. fair enough, fair enough, but it actually scans with how I watch every single DC comic show now. Like I watched, I watched Arrow, uh, like season one and season two, and I got like three episodes into season three, maybe, and then I just fucking quit. I watched season one of Flash, and then I quit, uh, and then and now I just now I'll just show up for stuff that happens in these shows. I'll just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Infinite Crisis. I watched I watch this crossover shit. Yeah, I watch that. Really? And I just
0: like my wife- I got two episodes into that, and I was like, I can't do it. was <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty goofy. Uh, uh, and especially helped, but- when you've got characters that are in some of these shows that have played other characters in other um, DC TV shows, but they're like completely different characters and. But they're talking to each other as like like Lois Lane is in in um, Smallville, but she's also in something else, or she was like the she's like the mother of someone, and I'm fucking so confused as to what is going. On. It's or it's Superman, right? Brandon Routh
1: plays fucking Superman, played Superman in that movie. Yeah, but he also plays uh, the shrinking guy, Doctor Adam, and Man, Captain. DC's Ant Man. Um yeah, DC's out Ant Man.
0: But um, then in Infinite Crisis he's also playing Superman as well. So he's Yeah,
1: so he plays both of them. It's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they did get they also got what's his face? Uh Smallville back, which was pretty cool. I like that. I like the whole Smallville scene in general, actually. Uh yeah, and then I uh see. Yeah, small. Yeah, so I'm like, oh well Obviously, obviously I will watch uh, the Flash where <laughs> when Michael Keaton shows up as Bruce Wayne because fucking obviously I mean they also they had what's his face um, Kevin Conroy in The Infinite Crisis as Bruce Wayne as like old man yeah. Bruce that was pretty fucking sick uh, yeah those are they're so wildly inconsistent but I don't know my wife watches all of them so it's usually not that hard for me to catch up when I just watch the crossover eps because she can tell me yeah. everything I missed, I'll be like, "Who the fuck is that?" She's like, "Oh yeah, that's um, that's uh, Supergirl's like best friend, uh, and also Lex Luthor's sister." I'm like, "Excuse me, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, it's very, very confusing." But you're working out
0: anyway. Uh, mm. Yeah. It's it's an interesting way of um, working around the problem of not having Ben Affleck return as uh, <laughs> Batman in that universe, right? Because they're obviously they've re- they've re- re- rebooted it with Robert Pattinson, yeah. But that specific um, Flash slash cyborg um, Superman Wonder Woman is like still Aquaman. It's all still part of. The DC cinematic universe. Wait, is or it the, the DC universe? It?
1: I thought it was the DC TV
0: show. Oh no, the, it's the Flash movie. Oh, I don't want to watch the
1: I don't want to watch the Flash movie. Well, at least that's what I thought it was. Fuck. Um, well, shit.
0: Yeah, Flash movie. It says Bollywood okay, Reporter.
1: Fine. Well, that makes a lot more sense, and it does does sort of explain why you looked so confused. That's why I went off on a tangent about TV shows. But- <laughs> about TV shows. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm on board. Michael Keenan was a great Batman, and he's been like, he's done some amazing work recently. Like a lot of his Fucking... films that he's put out, he's um, been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but uh, he was in Spider Man. He was Ball awesome Oh, Holy that. He was- shit! How good he is great he as a villain. in that? Film, um, oh Spotlight Birdman, yep. which was basically him playing Batman. Um, yep. what was the other one? The Founder, him playing oh, uh, yeah. yep. McDonald's, that was great. Like, he's mm. done some awesome stuff, yeah, like his whole career, but recently he's been smashing it. So, Yep. um, yeah, definitely keen to see what that ends up if it happens. Obviously, they've been talking about this Flash movie forever, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, um, while I'm talking about TV
1: shows on a complete sure. uh, tangent, uh, you got to watch Corporate. Everyone should watch Corporate. Uh, Nate okay. convinced me to watch Corporate, and yeah. uh, I watched it. I went away, uh, went down the coast for because uh, we were supposed right. to go, like me and my wife take a, a holiday around this time every year. It's our holiday time. And obviously, uh, we couldn't take the holiday we were going to take this year, uh, so we took a you know, local tourism holiday where we went down the coast uh, yeah. to a little place called Jarvis Bay, which is sort of in the middle of a fucking national park, and we had this crazy, uh, crazy apartment right on the like right looking out over the beach and fucking gorgeous, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but took my, uh, took my, like, we were watching corporate streaming, uh, while we're down there and, uh, I watched, I was gonna, I was like, oh, I'll watch an episode. And then we watched like all of it in one fucking go. And, uh, it's the best thing I've seen in fucking ages. It's basically like, do you remember better off Ted? Yeah. Yeah. It's like better off Ted. Except they like really like instead of uh benevolent evil corporation, you know, like uh, those lovable scamps, uh, the evil corporation in, in corporate is just fucking evil and they like really go for it. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. It's got what's his face, um. From the Wire and uh, uh, the dude in Destiny, He's selling it? Um, you the know, dude in Destiny, he's in Destiny. He, he talks about Nolan North. Suffolk's Prime has been a scourge on this city. Um, fucking Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. Oh, okay. Fucking the man, and he's like the the big CEO in uh, of of this corporation, and he is
0: fucking hilarious
1: anyway just watch corporate everyone should watch corporate it's best thing you've seen in ages
0: how, how come you went to destiny for lance reddick and not like um all, all the other shit he's been in
1: <laughs> i was gonna go for john wick but then i remembered his fucking name i said the I wire it. like the wire <laughs> should be enough the Wire and Destiny? Show me a fucking Venn diagram. Show me a fucking Venn Ooh, diagram. What about
0: Horizon? Wasn't he in Horizon? You could have went that way. Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn.
1: Was he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, Show me a Venn diagram of actors in The Wire and yeah. in Destiny and tell me I didn't give people a fucking good enough like reference point. If you were to fucking look up actor in The Wire Destiny... Only one fucking name would come up. Do it. I know you're doing it. You're trying to prove me wrong, and you can. Um, I'm
0: looking at um. You'd be yeah, like he fucking wasn't oh was Omar.
1: Omar was in Destiny or some shit. No, he fucking wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah. he's uh he's also the concierge in John Wick, and I don't know. I don't know what else he's in. He's fucking awesome though. And uh, yeah, anyway, watch Corporate. Watch it, watch it. Right. Watch it, watch it. Cool.
0: Awesome. Um, Should we um, talk about, about video games? games? Let's do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Last of Us 2, we did a spoiler cast this week. Um, or we did it last week. We did it when the game released mm. on uh, on Friday, I think it was. Um, So you can go to the podcast feed, check that out um if you've played the game make sure you've played it first before you jump in and listen because we it's a spoiler podcast we talk about the story for about what was it two and a half hours um yeah primarily the story like we didn't really talk about gameplay as much maybe a couple of minutes but this was for the most part the stuff we couldn't talk about under embargo yeah um which includes like the second half of the game and then a, a lot of the story elements in the uh the entirety of the game as well so uh Definitely go listen to that once you finish it. That's a good little discussion, I think. Um, we've been, I've been listening to a lot of spoiler casts this week, the yep. uh, last couple of days, about sort of what people are thinking, um, and sort of their take on that game. So, yeah, it's been fun listening to all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, a couple other things happened though. The Metacritic uh scores sort of dropped. Yep, we had a um. Well, sorry it dropped for the public right so public was now able to vote. to put their vote on it um and I don't I don't ever take those scores into account for anything I think it's a, a useless sort of Metric, <laughs> system yeah. to sort of yeah to gauge um but yeah it got it got review bombed pretty pretty hard. Uh, I was up at that time and it started off in like a 0.4. For the first couple hours like it was low extremely low uh and it's it's sort of i guess stabilize a little bit up around the three mark at this stage i think oh, i was at 4.4 but it was it was sitting around 3.4 for a, a very long time and it currently has 80,000 reviews <clears throat> right. on it 45,000 negative reviews uh, three thousand mixed and thirty-one th- or oh, thirty thousand positive reviews, um, and like I'm looking at the the negative reviews here and just on the first page and there's like zeros, zero one, zero four, zero zero one, zero 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 two, zero three, <laughs> like it just keeps going like that. That's insane. Like that's idiotic. Yeah. Um, there needs to be a I like Steam's, like, critical review section a lot better because you can see who has played the game. You can see who has uh, received the game for free, um, how long they've played it for. Um, When it's been, I guess, uh, reviewed over a period of time, sort of, like, is the negativity sort of skewed up into a certain point from a patch? Like, it's a lot... It's a it's a much better system, whereas this is just anybody can sign up um, and just leave a a dumb review. Yeah. And this was it. This was basically within when the game went live. Um, within hours, it was just getting bombarded by people putting. I I would say the majority of them are not real reviews. They're they're being a lot of them are fake reviews. They're I just mean,
1: upset. Yeah, yeah, that's review bombing. I mean, yeah, yeah like they're... They're literally just shouting at the wind, uh, desperately attempting to, you know, be heard Hmm. for something that they don't have, like, a knowledge base for. It's sort of pretty fucking... pretty classic 2020, if anything. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, people just want to be heard. It doesn't matter that they don't have anything to say worth hearing. They're just desperate to... ...for someone to listen to them... ...uh... ...and... ...yeah... ...that's how they choose to express themselves... ...I suppose... ...um... ...yeah... ...it's... ...uh... ...review... Bo- ...yeah... ...review bombing's dumb... ...uh... ...Rotten Tomatoes... ...apparently requires people to... ...like... ...prove that they've... ...seen a film now... okay by showing a yeah. ticket stub and stuff... ...before they leave a review seems like it might be a halfway decent plan unless Metacritic, uh, I don't know, really adores the high-quality traffic that they get Mm. from uh, the bots that are posting zero reviews on the last of us and stuff. Um, Yeah, like, if Metacritic is happy with that traffic, but it seems like a sort of self-limiting, like situation because the less people go to like the more people i know most people uh a lot of people sorry not most a lot of people just go to open critic now because uh it doesn't weight reviews against how important a site is and uh it showcases a wider array of sites uh gives better details allows you to like look at not just the other reviews by the site, but also other reviews by that reviewer, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, OpenCritic is like Metacritic, except it's attempting to be better. Uh, Metacritic seems to be happy with wallowing in its own crapulence, and uh, yeah. So I'm kind of uh, well. Why don't we just move on from Metacritic? Why do like yeah? Just don't look right. At some yeah. point. Um, I, I got into a significant amount of arguments over the weekend with people on the internet, uh, because you can tell when someone is arguing in bad faith, they're arguing to push an idea that they don't really understand, like they haven't thought through to its I guess, logical conclusion to a zenith, so they can't actually back it up all the way. So if you keep prodding them, eventually they just get upset. And uh, so, the, yeah, the you know, people saying, oh, there's no way this game is worth more than a six. And if you, if you prod that concept, uh, they'll be like, well, you know, uh, so what people should just be allowed to review games based on their own biases yes that's literally what a game review is oh so oh i guess there's no such thing as an objective review then no there isn't that's how this works etc etc and then you know or the fucking oh the dog killing one that's that's been a big thread recently is uh oh they make you kill a dog Hmm. Wild spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2. I would be surprised if you somehow missed this at this point. But uh, they make you kill a dog and then uh, they make you become friends with the dog uh, to make you feel bad. It's uh, reverse save the cat. They don't use the terms reverse save the cat because save the cat is a uh, screenwriting or like a storytelling device concept like a trope. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pushing it exactly, like, exactly the concepts that Save the Cat uh, professes, which is uh, this idea, there's this screenwriter who wrote a bunch of popular uh, like novels uh, about screenwriting, uh, demonstrating how successful films tend to have someone save a cat early on. So they'll do something innocuously good to indicate to the audience that they are not just the good guy, but a good guy. And uh, yeah, the idea is killing a dog is supposed to be a reverse save the cat. Oh, it's so, so on the nose. So, but it doesn't really look into, like, it doesn't fucking examine on any level what that scene is supposed to be about. I mean, 100%. Per our spoiler cast, I will not go into details, but I think the the gap spoiler cast cut of The Last of Us Part Two, our director's cut version, director's uh I don't know, uh inane insane uh commentary cut of The Last of Us Part Two our recut of it would have solved this problem specifically and had it execute itself like it would have been executed a lot better but nevertheless uh yeah like that's not what the you kill. like you've killed dozens of dogs by the time you kill that dog dozens like it's not about that at all like ellie is not doing that To, oh, now you're supposed to feel bad for killing dogs. No, that's not what Mm. it's fucking about. Like, you've clearly, like, played this game by watching a fucking YouTube... Or or read the spoilers. Like, a lot of them are just
0: regurgitating the spoilers, not having any context of why these things are there. And they're just... Like, you can see the arguments of the same people making the same points. Like, you've not played this game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's insane.
1: Because... I mean, if anything, it is a beautiful argument for the power of interactivity because I think there is a very strong argument to be made that uh, The Last of Us 2, or Part 2 rather, uh, doesn't empower the player uh, with a lot of agency. You are a person... It is a role-playing game in the sense that you are role playing as Ellie and, and Abby uh you are like what they are doing you don't make choices on their behalf they make choices and you deal with the consequences um we you know as opposed to a game like say uh pray or something you know where even at the end I mean even if the choices are pretty binary You still make a decision at the end and and stuff like that. This is more like Bioshock, uh, without the um, the narrative justification to tell you that what you like, you know, Bioshock is like, oh, well, you know, would you kindly, uh, Mm. explains how what you uh, what you were doing the whole time. You know, the fact that you never really made any meaningful choices, the fact that Mm. this was linear, is explained away by the would-you-kindly device. And then uh, Bioshock Infinite, they sort of explain it away in a fucking multiverse. Uh, You know, you may have made a different choice over here and all that kind of stuff type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The last just doesn't attempt any, uh, I guess meta-narrative trickery to explain it away but it is very much that linear narrative game and uh yeah it's I think a great showcase of how all of those little things are required for The Last of Us Part 2 to actually land the way it does and I do still think as I wrote in my review that it's going to piss off some people there is zero down in my mind that there will be people who cannot be won over by the last of this part two because it hinges critically like the the story the narrative hinges on something that i think some people will not be able to forgive
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that's not what they are like. They're not arguing from point that point of view. They're not arguing from the point of view of <laughs> yeah. uh, you're making me play as fucking uh, Alfie Allen in John Wick, uh, and I, you know, and now I've got to like be the dude who killed fucking John Wick's dog the entire fucking time. No, that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing based on we watched some fucking. ...leaked bootleg fucking spoiler videos... ...and read a fucking summary... ...and now I know everything about the fucking game... ...when it doesn't fucking... ...like the game is more than... ...you know the phrase... some of its parts more than some of its parts... ...like they're not even... ...they don't even have the sum of its parts... ...they have... ...some of its parts... (laughs) ...that's fucking... ...I feel very clever for that wordplay... ...but... ...no like seriously... ...they don't even have all of the fucking parts... They uh, yeah. they're basically They got their a paragraphs. Off, yeah, exactly. Of, <laughs> of a
0: twenty five hour
1: game. Exactly, it's fucking insane. I have noticed that there is a uh, there is a bit of a trend. Like I have, I've noticed that there are the the negative reviews that I've read because I've read a lot of reviews. I haven't listened to a spoiler cast, but I've read a lot of reviews, and the trend I've noticed is the negative reviews. Sum it up as a twenty-hour game, and Hmm. like the more positive views, sum it up as a twenty-five-hour game. Yeah, twenty-five to
0: thirty.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I think there's there might be something in that. I'm not sure what. Like, did they did they get to a point where they just wanted to end, and so they stopped searching everything, Hmm. or did the game not land as well for them? Because they weren't searching the entire time, you know? Like, I wonder. Because, yeah, it took me 28 hours. And uh, I'm going to be honest, after the 15th false ending, I did actually just want it to fucking end. But I still searched everything. Because that was the the part of the game that I actually enjoyed the most. You know, that was my favorite gameplay uh, in the last first Hmm. part 2 was searching every fucking nook and cranny uh to find everything I could. Uh so yeah, I didn't rush through it, but I could see yeah, there's there's gotta be like I'd love to know where they land on that. Did they just want it to end and so they rushed, or did they rush the whole time and so things didn't land the way they should or what? I don't
0: know. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, in, in talking about that, I've I started a, another playthrough uh, on uh, on my account. Was, I'm going through and trying to get some achievements and stuff. Um, you can't actually copy save files from one profile to another, so I've had to start like completely again from scratch on uh, my on my account. Because no. um, I was I wanted to jump in on like new game plus. yeah And um, go through that again. But anyway, so I've uh, I've started. Uh, brand new from scratch I've chucked on um, some of the assists and accessibility options so I'm running around with um, enhanced listen mode which means that you can press the button to listen and then you've got two more options one to send out a ping that will um, that will uh, highlight enemies like from a certain distance Um, and the other one is the same thing it'll send out a ping but it'll highlight objects around you Um, whether it's like intractable objects or resources or things you can pick up that sort of stuff so I've got that one running on and you can change the slider to be like I want it to be 20 meters or 10 meters or however far you want it to and then there's the second option in that is um how long the ping stays highlighted when it finds something so i jacked that up to like six seconds or something i think the default was like two or three seconds so i've turned all those on um the other one i've turned on is like uh bullet time i guess or slow down time when you aim um so th- there's actually two toggles for that you can touch or swipe the um, the pad on the controller and that'll slow down time regardless of what's going on, on the screen. So that that's pretty um pretty good to do during a conversation because it just works. So everybody's talking really slowly or like drunk conversations, it's, it's good. <laughs> Otherwise you can set it to toggle when you're aiming as well. So I've got it on that setting at the moment. Um, so time just slows down while you're aiming and you can get, Cool headshots and do all cool, kind of kinds of things like that. So um, I've got that one on, and I think that is it for the moment. Um, yeah, I think they're the two that I'm running. Just means that I can run around and uh, like because I've already finished the game, I can just hit the ping button, find some stuff that I didn't find before. And there has been cases where I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that was here, um, like a lot of crawl spaces things like that where i've crawled into an area i mean like oh there's resources here okay fair enough i didn't find this the first time um so just kind of using that as like a way to explore places that i haven't seen the first time around it's pretty interesting um but i'm definitely going through it a bit quicker like um because i know what to do right i've done these encounters before i can just jump in and and I, I've like, I've solved that puzzle before. So I know how to sort of approach it. And it means that I can also play it a little bit differently. Like I can go loud if I want to this time. I'll start using, um, my weapons a bit more. Cause I want to try a different sort of style of play, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it for the most part. Again, I'm, I don't think I'm going to like smash through it. I'm just kind of every couple of days I'll jump in for a couple of hours and, and go through and see if I can, um, See if I can find everything again, but um, uh, I'm enjoying the accessibility options and kind of playing it differently from the first time around. Because I think for you in particular, someone who doesn't like the shooting in those games, yeah, um, I do think that this is their best uh, combat. I guess yeah. the best, like their best attempt at a combat game from mm. all the other games they've done. But if you're still kind of someone who's not comfortable with a controller or just doesn't like the sort of shooting mechanics in these games because they are very precise like headshots are super important they're kind of like one-shot kills whereas if you shoot someone in the chest in a game like this it can take a couple of hits and there's not many resources around um so yeah by having that like slow down time it's cool because you can just take your time like get right on the head and just you know you've got no pressure on you there's definitely still pressure like it doesn't pause time or anything like but You you know you've got some time to try and think about it and make sure you do hit those those shots that you want. So it's um yeah the the accessibility stuff in that game is is uh is top notch. It's great. So I'm gonna keep playing that as much as I can and hopefully we can have some more discussions about that uh, in the chat as people start playing a bit more. Did we start a? I think we were going to start a chat, but did you start one? (laughs)
1: Like a spoiler. Did I?
0: <laughs> no, I'll do it right now. We discussed okay. that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure this game will definitely be coming up at the end of the year when we start talking about uh, Game of the Year content and, and that sort of thing. But again, if you haven't checked out our spoiler cast, go have a listen. Um, we've got a varying degree of opinions and just sort of how we interpreted the story and uh, yeah, our overall thoughts. So have a listen it's pretty good big thanks to our patreon uh members who help us do that it's something we'll uh try and do a bit more of this year um yeah. thank you all right what else do we have here that we talk about um hard, space ship breaker.
1: hard breaker ship space I, hard, what
0: it's, is it? it's a bad get name for a game like it's i don't rough. like this name at all i always I forget it. what it is yeah but i think i had a look Shipbreaker was already taken Right. Um so yeah, maybe that's why it's called hard sp- hard s- space shipbreaker. Yeah, shipbreakers is already a game. So yeah, anyway. Uh you bought it. Yeah.
1: And then yeah. uh and then I played it for twenty minutes. It told me how to yeah. get this antenna, grapple an antenna in the tutorial yeah. mission. Uh yeah. grapple an antenna and then um throw it through some thing.
0: The barge yeah
1: the barge yes and uh and uh i grabbed it and i don't know what happened but uh it let go of mm. the antenna and the antenna flung away uh not at the barge <laughs> and yeah. uh it it just sort of yeeted itself towards the <laughs> planet i was hovering around and uh, yeah. I had to go follow the fucking thing, and so I followed it for like thirty seconds, and I tried to fling it back towards the barge, mm-hmm. and uh, it um it did not go towards the barge. It went further away from the barge. Mm-hmm. So I followed it for another thirty seconds, and it wasn't stopping. So I altered forward, and then I got a steam refund. Uh I I decided I just didn't <laughs> want to play this. Let's f- float after a fucking antenna for minutes on end. Game. That's not what you do. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it is because that's what I did. It is. that's what I it said sounds all my like fucking you pressed the. Doing.
0: There's a grapple button, but there's also a um like a push button as well. Yeah, and that's what you use to push like stuff into the specific area you need to like the furnace or the barge or the processor so you grab stuff you hit the push button and it flings it to where you want to throw it It sounds like you threw it into space
1: (laughs) uh yeah maybe maybe that's what happened or maybe what happened is i was trying to fling it with the little fucking panache Uh, at the barge using the grapple as opposed to using fucking push and Hmm. it's the
0: same it's the same uh, device
1: same device yeah but you gotta press a button to push it right
0: Uh, yeah so mouse one is to grab something and move it around yeah Uh, you can pull it towards you as well Um, and then I think it's maybe F is push like it'll throw the thing you've got attached so instead of pushing it push it
1: I was was trying to like fling it you know yeah. like fling as opposed to push yeah, fling that
0: doesn't really work
1: <laughs> evidently and I don't want to play any game that won't allow me to fucking <laughs> to fling stuff fling stuff Yeah,
0: so. you can definitely like grab things and sort of drag it around but at the start of the game it's not as powerful so it's sort of used to align something on where you want to fling it and then you press the the shoot button and it'll fucking yeah as you said it'll yeet it to wherever you're going um all right yeah that's fair enough i um i got up to the next level on my character and uh, i'm even i'm in a even bigger ship now and uh i'm currently trying i'm in currently trying to figure out how to get into this ship uh because the first time i did it it uh, didn't go well. I was sort of taking like a bunch of panels off of the side of this ship because I couldn't find the actual airlock to get in. And uh, there's a bunch of scanning. So for people that don't know, Shipbreaker is a game where you dismantle ships. Um, you pull them apart and you've got a certain amount of time to do it. And you fucking And so I, I couldn't figure out how to get into this ship because the other ships that I've gotten through at this point in the game all have like airlocks. And you go in through the airlock, you close the airlock, you go inside... And then you depressurize the ship and then you could open the airlocks and then start working on them, dismantling them. But this one is like, I couldn't find their entry. So I didn't know how to get in. Um, so I just started like cutting fucking parts of the ship off with my giant like laser cutter and like ripping them off. And eventually I got into the cargo bay um, and I opened up an area, another area of the ship and it started decompressing and basically just started exploding and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I've, um, that's cool. That's, uh, Children yeah, like, I'm like, I'm still work. alive. That, oh, okay. I'm good. And then I left and I went outside the ship, and the rear of the ship was just fucking in pieces. Like, there was just crap everywhere. Uh, it was all cut up. The engine was all fucked up. Um, it was a giant mess. So then I just started using that force, the like push button, and just pushing all this debris and shit into my furnace and, uh, trying to get money that way. It took nice. fucking ages. Ah. But yeah, turns out that's not the right way to get in, but I ended up dismantling a decent chunk of this ship. Um, but it's this thing where you kind of, that's the the thing of the game is like, it's the puzzle element is trying to find, get, get to a ship, figure out the best way to dismantle it. And then you kind of do that a couple of times and you get quicker and quicker at doing it. And so you make money a lot quicker. You end up getting more unlocks and that sort of thing. So I have to go back in and try and work out like the best approach to get into this thing without it exploding um there's a bunch of new mechanics in there with like uh going through fuse boxes and pulling out fuses to dismantle some of the the systems that are in there um going in and finding fuel line systems and making sure there's no fuel in the tanks before you go in and start messing around with the engines and that sort of stuff so yeah there's definitely a lot more on this ship that i'm in at the moment it's like three or four times bigger than the last ship i was dismantling um so it's getting pretty hectic in there and i'm just over i think halfway through the act one of this three act campaign they're talking about so yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it like i've seen a bunch of people um talking about it in different podcasts and it's doing the rounds like people are um Getting getting right in there and checking now. So you yeah, it maybe once like they this, start
1: the Zen sort of experience where you just sort of you know you take a fucking ship apart and do whatever you fucking yeah it is and yeah and then I'm fucking I spend like fucking two and a half minutes chasing after a fucking antenna and I'm like <laughs> just just not really Zen. I'm not You're not this I don't zen
0: chase after anything. Everything that you need to be doing is sort of in that one location. And you start taking apart. Bit by bit. Uh, you sh- you should have just let it go. Like antennas, you don't, don't worry about them. They're not in porn. You want the big the, chunky metal in, bits.
1: In the tutorial, it will not continue until you throw both antennas through the fucking barge. So I didn't have any <laughs> right. fucking
0: choice. Have you, have you tried being better at video games?
1: You know what? I thought about it. I considered the idea of simply <laughs> being better at video games. And yeah. I decided it wasn't for me. Yeah, so I got like something that. else instead I got a real Zen game A Zen game that ah. anyone can understand The zen of yeah. Ultimate Fishing Simulator with the, okay. yeah. with the VR DLC Right There's two games you can ah. get You can get Ultimate Fishing Simulator VR Or mm. you can get Ultimate Fishing Z- Simulator with the VR DLC And yeah. Doing so getting the DLC version costs about 50 cents extra. Right. But uh, you get access, you can, like, then if you enjoy the game, you can buy all the other DLC, and apparently there's more content in, in the proper one. Like, there, there's a few more fish and stuff and more rods and whatnot. So, cool. uh, yeah, you're better off getting the real, the, the normal version and the VR DLC than you are getting the, VR version by default. But uh yeah. So I got some ultimate fishing simulator. And uh cool. I was I was just sort of fishing and it's all right, actually I gotta ask. Okay, you've been fishing. Can
0: you right? fish with other people? Yes. Is it a co-op game? It's I'm not co-op. It's not co op. <laughs> but ah. can,
1: like, well, I mean you fish with other people. Like it's multiple. Yeah, well
0: not no not both catching the same fish at the same time. Like you're holding a reel and I'm fucking you
1: know on you're the with the boat the net doing and some s- shit, or <laughs> no, we can <laughs> yeah. be on the same boat and stuff. Yes, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but you don't, you don't like nets for other people or whatever. Um, so you've been fishing, right? Y- yes, all right. Uh, which hand are you right with? You're right handed, right?
0: I'm right handed, yeah.
1: All right, so when you're so you fishing, hold it with the, the left, right? Hold the rod with your left and reel with your yeah. right, right? Yeah. But when you pick your dominant hand in Ultimate Fishing Simulator, it does the fucking reverse oh, where you weird. reel with your left. It's very confusing. So, uh,
0: yeah, anyway. Or have we been fishing wrong this whole time? I don't know. What's hey, that-
1: I was fucking wigging out. Hey, like as soon as I picked my dominant hand and it's got it in the. And I'm like, this feels dumb. <laughs> yeah. But it is like. You've got the rod in one hand, and like you cast, like
0: like you'd cast. Because you use two hands, right? Yeah. But oh no, you I don't. Feel need... Like if I did that, it wouldn't work. I, I can't do that.
1: You don't need two hands to cast these rods. You just use yeah. one. But uh, actually, in real life, I only use one rod to cast, as, uh, one hand to cast as well. It's, I, I'm not okay. fucking. It's not like I've got those big fucking. I'm not catching marlin and stuff. I think hmm. anyone who's been on her Discord has seen the sort of fish that I, I catch, okay? Uh, I don't even know you'd be calling fish at that stage. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, show us a picture of a fish you've caught, Look, Come on, let's see it. okay because the camera are not big enough. Because you've never caught a fish in your fucking life. Anyway, because uh, you held a fucking rod with the wrong hand. Um... So, yeah, it's basically you just fucking go fishing and it's very, very good. Uh, It's actually, it's got some weird, like, oddities. There's a, like, you can play realism mode where you don't have any of this stuff and it's just you and a rod and whatever. Or Mm. you play normal mode and it's got all these extra things like uh, fish sensors and stuff like that. But the best thing it's got is... And I've only found this out by accident. Uh, when you're playing in VR, so I'm playing on my Vive, and the Vive has, like, not that many buttons, right? But it's got a trigger, and it's got mm-hmm. this, like, grip, this grip button that you can press. And if you press the grip button, like, say, uh, if you, like, squeeze the fucking controller out of panic, you press the grip button. Uh, if you press the grip button in Ultimate Fishing Simulator VR or VR DLC, uh, it will take you to the, I don't know, fucking hook camera. So, like, teleports you and the, your camera is just looking at the hook. And you can sort of, like, look <laughs> around because you're in VR. Yeah. You're, like, look look around, pivoting off this hook. And, uh, and yeah, you can see like fish swimming around and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I hope I catch that fish. And then something about fucking a quarter of its size swims up and grabs the bone. But the best thing is, like, by default, it has you facing the hook from the direction that you cast it in. So you're yeah. facing front and the hook's just stand- sitting in front of you. And then, uh, I was like looking around and I saw this fish and I like sort of followed it with my my head all the way around and then there was like a fish like right next to my fucking face and scared the piss Mm -hmm. out of me which was pretty funny uh but yeah anyway so what i learned while uh while ultimate fishing in ultimate fishing simulator is that uh the progression mechanics are kind of fucking dull as shit and uh and I wasn't really able to do the fishing that I wanted to do. I don't want to do right. deep sea fishing, but I also don't want to fish on the on the shores of some fucking shitty lake in the middle of America. I want to, like, I want something halfway between the two. You know, I want to be, like, saltwater fishing, mm-hmm. but uh, not trying to catch marlin and shit. And uh, to do that, I had to cheat. So I just cheated and gave myself a bunch of levels because you can't even unlock. Like you're stuck on the initial starting area uh, until you like level up and you catch a bunch of fish, which is not that hard to start off with. Right. But by the time you get to like level four and you're trying to unlock the area for level five, Hmm. it really starts to slow down a little bit. And what I found out when I was cheating is that it really starts to fucking slow down. Uh, like, the amount of XP... You get, like, fucking... You get, like, 11 XP for a tiny little fucking fish. And then, yeah. like, it requires... I don't know, fucking 8,000 XP? Yeah, so it's like... Like, you get to a point where you need, like, fucking 8,000 XP just to fucking level up. And... Hmm. I'm so glad I skipped all of that shit. Because it's, like... It's... It just doesn't work for the the zen fishing experience that I'm trying to have, you know? I'm just trying to fucking go out and sit there and do some not real fishing for a little while. And then maybe catch a fish, maybe not catch a fish. I haven't failed to catch a fish so far. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. It's just... It's good. Like... I don't think failure or lack of failure is terribly important in my fish catching stakes. I'm pretty like, I think I'd be okay if I failed to catch fish because I'm actually exceptional at not catching fish. I'm really very good at the process of never successfully catching a fish. But, uh, so I'm pretty, I'm also pretty used to it, but, Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's a good like good fun game.
0: Sorry, Uh, what are you what are you getting from leveling up? Is it like like you unlock the new areas
1: and stuff? And yeah, you buy gear and all this kind of stuff. You like there's money. Like I just I got no interest in being a part of any of that system, right? Yeah. Because I I understand why it exists because I suppose some people would want the Progress, like, the progression mechanic. But, like, shit, man. Yeah, Hmm. if, like, it's just not what I want out of a fishing game. Like, at some point, I think I've been reflecting on this quite a bit. Well, like, I think The Last of Us Part 2 has sort of brought this up quite a bit. Like, this idea of can't I just fucking play the game that I want to play? Right? Like... Can, can't can yeah. I just catch some fucking fish? Do I really need to go and level up on all this kind of shit? It's not like there's a fucking fishing story that it's telling me. It's not telling me fucking a revenge story through fishing or some shit. I'm not I don't have to spend half this fucking ultimate fishing simulator playing as a fucking fish. Like mm. it's just it's like I don't need any of this shit. Just let me turn on fucking aim assist. Let me turn on fucking expert listen mode or whatever the fuck it's called. Like, let me do these things. That's fucking cool. Like, at the end of the day, just let people play the fucking the games the way they want. Like, especially, like not especially, specifically if it doesn't impact anyone else's fucking playtime, right? Hmm. Specifically if it has no impact on how anyone else experiences the game. Yeah. Then yeah, let like people do whatever the fuck they want. So in a like ultimate fishing simulator, it's not like you're competing against anyone. I guess I, don't, I think there might be tournaments, but that doesn't fucking matter. Like that's not what I'm playing it for or anything like that. Sure. So and and I guess on some level it'd be a bit like uh, Pokemon tournaments where they like struggle for ages with the question of should hacked Pokemon be allowed, right? Uh, hacked in this sense being Pokemon that like logically exist within the game, but instead of spending countless hours nonstop breeding Pokemon so they could get the, the traits that they want, they instead mm-hmm. just sort of skipped ahead to the point where, you know, they just modified the Pokemon to have the traits that they wanted. At which point, I think what would be better is if uh, the tournament organizers had a set of Pokemon that everyone could use, right? A standard set of Pokemon with the standard set of stats that everyone could use as opposed to, uh, I guess, uh, tacitly encouraging competitors to cheat, right? Mm. yeah. But... Yeah, like, with games like PUBG and Fortnite and Warzone, like, the idea, the concept of cheating has taken on uh, a different sort of slant. But mm-hmm. uh, I think cheating in single-player game, single only games is... Well, it hurts, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt anyone. You, all you're doing is modifying the, the game so that you can have the experience that you want. So fuck it. I'll do it every fucking day, man. Um, yeah. I like, see, that doesn't even get to the bottom of it. Right. Cause you know, then there's games like dark souls, right. Where I don't think they're, I don't think an easy mode should exist in dark souls, but what about accessibility options? Maybe, um, yeah, like, I don't know, it's, it's a very complicated topic. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, right. my major point um, is I cheated at Fishing Simulator and it made it way better, and now I can fish wherever the fuck I want and catch whatever I want, which is good.
0: Yeah. Did, did you ever jump in and play The Hunter with us? Yeah. Call the Wild, like the, the sequel? Because I know we played the oh, no, first play one. The, no, I
1: didn't play the sequel with you, no.
0: Right. Yeah. I always look at that every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I should check that out. Because I, I remember I jumped in, I think it was when it was in early access or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that was always one that I was like, oh, I should go back and, yeah. and uh, check that out at some stage. So maybe I'll have a look at it. Um, yeah. Did you have that at all? I
1: think I've got that one. Let's have a squiz.
0: Oh. It's uh it's on sale at the moment. Oh, it's a free weekend or something. Oh. <laughs> right now,
1: I've got the Hunter Classic and the Hunter Primal.
0: Right, no, this is different. Primal's Call the of Wild. One. Is-
1: the Dinosaur one that I played with Heath and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Call of the Wild.
0: Um, the Hunter is the original one. I've got that, but the Call of the Wild is their um was the sequel in twenty seventeen. And that's the one that's it's free at the moment. Right. Uh and remember playing ounce. with Heath. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I might jump in and check that out, actually. We'll play
1: after this. What do you reckon? After after you have dinner and I have lunch.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how we go.
1: Oh ho, ho. I just got fucking shut down. Everyone you no. Know,
0: I- like cause we'll see what the time is once it's finished and but yeah, i uh, I'm, it's I'm good for another for sure. sixteen hours. It says. <laughs> Six... <laughs> yeah, download it.
1: Well, yeah, it'll take fucking fuck me. It's fifty-five gigabytes. <laughs> right, I will not start the download now, <laughs> but hopefully you can download while I have lunch.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, cool. Um. All right. What else do we have here? The Steam demos list. I, I had a look at this. The, this was the summer games. Yep, fest or something. Yep. Um I couldn't really find anything though that stood out to me. Like there was definitely stuff in there that I was interested in checking out, but I don't know, I just I just didn't feel like looking at any of it. It just kind of there was just too much I feel like. There was so much going on. I just didn't know how to like curate it all But like what was good or anything like that. Um so how did, how did you sort of go about that list?
1: Uh it was not easy. It was a uh, I just sort of guessed. Um, just sort of looked at, looked through stuff. It took a yeah. lot of
0: time. And Cause there was no I like stuff that I uh, would be cool. pop, sort by popular or anything like that. You know, when you go on a Steam, you can be like, oh, what's hot? There right was. Now? Like, what are people scrolled checking out?
1: All the way down the bottom of each page. But you also had to scroll, yeah. like, you had to sort it by, like, type of game that you wanted to look at. And the, the yeah. genres of games weren't that, uh, I guess structure weren't structured that well, so it was a bit difficult to work that shit out. I thought mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to land on some stuff that I actually wanted to check out. Cool, uh, but I did check out a bunch of stuff. So let's nice. uh, let's go through them. Uh, Ghost Runner is the cyberpunk style Mirror's Edge, where you are a robot ninja, cyborg ninja. Uh, with like running through, you know, it's, it's first person puzzle platforming, um, where you're running through this, uh, I don't know, cyberpunk world, uh, you know, neon colors and, uh, industrial aesthetic. Um, and yeah, you sort of fucking hammer through it as, as fast as you can. Um, each area is sort of a puzzle as you attempt to work out the uh, what exactly you need to do to take down all the enemies without being shot yourself if you get shot once you're dead. Uh, and oh, yeah. yeah, like it's uh, it's like quite violent and gory when you chop motherfuckers in half and it's got a fantastic soundtrack. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I wishlisted it um yeah cool uh it's one i'll definitely keep uh, an eye on i i love puzzle puzzle platforming so uh at the end of the day uh i'm always keen to to check out another one Uh, this one
0: i mean that there's that famous quote from you saying uh was it like mirror's edge i love it it's the best game ever i think that was a direct quote that is uh exactly what i said yeah Uh, i wasn't
1: (laughs) i wasn't uh I guess uh I don't know. Targeted by a Kotaku article saying that my review cost a bunch of developers their bonuses or anything like that. That didn't happen, don't worry about it. Um yeah. So uh <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Uh and then there was Soldat too. Uh did you ever play Soldat? No. Soldat was like a um Think of it like the original duck game. Uh, it was like a deathmatch game on like a like side-scrolling platformer-style viewpoint. Uh, yep. So 2D platform uh, viewpoints. Like worms uh, or something like that. Yeah, like worms. Um, and, but it was like real-time uh, like multiplayer shooter-style action. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was always a lot of fun. It was one of those palate cleanser games that we'd always crack out at the Land cafe or, um, you know, on a, on a long night of playing games. Uh, and, like, well, I remember fucking, we must have had servers for it on Game Arena for fucking years, like, just for fucking ages. It was always... Always very popular. Uh, always went real well. People enjoyed it a lot. And uh, yeah. So Soul uh, Out 2 is sort of more of the same. Um, I didn't... I, I Like, I, I could only play a single player demo. So I, I didn't feel like it gave me the best uh, feeling of how the game worked. But like, like I don't know. I think it was... As a demonstration that the developer understands what made Soldat great, I think it, works, it worked as a demo, but uh, primarily it was... I don't know. I, I would have liked, you know, some evidence of the networking stuff. The evidence that the game itself would work in multiplayer because the entirety of Soldat for me was... It's multiplayer, so yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I wish listed it because I'm very interested in playing Soldat too, but uh, yeah, I didn't think it was as demos go, I didn't think it was a very successful demonstration of what was to come for Soldat, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Uh, okay, then we've got uh, Roman uh, Roman is like a wacky um, team-based multiplayer shooter-style game. Sort of almost like a PC version of... Um, what's that fucking painting? Splatoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost like that. Uh, but everyone's got like a everyone's got ramen basically instead of uh paint and so like all of the abilities and stuff hinge on yeah uh this this ramen uh style ramen related stuff like you run around with a, a big soup pot and a ladle and you like scoop out and throw it at people but like the animations work really quick and it works quite well uh this was a difficult one to get a decent idea of as a um, as a demo because I couldn't get a fucking game with a ping that was even remotely reasonable. So oh, yeah. it was very difficult for me. Like one of the games I played, uh, the entire team's models didn't show up. So everyone mm. on the other team was just fucking invisible the whole time which sure, was extremely yeah. difficult to fucking work out. I actually, that was the first game I played. I had to go look up whether or not it was supposed to be, like everyone was supposed <laughs> to be fucking invisible. I'm like, is everyone, <laughs> yeah. is that how, is? but anyway. Um, so yeah, as demos go, this one wasn't terribly successful, but it's, I guess, a tricky one to, to demo. You know, uh, I guess on some levels it does sort of, Highlight the key failure point for a game like this, which will be whether there is a community of players available to to play it, because it will only be fun if there is a, a community large enough to make it playable. And uh, I was it was very clear to me that it was not playable at any wait with any kind of ping. So that's one. Uh, Keep in mind, I wish list. I had this wish listed before the demo came out. Um, right. So yeah. Um, anyway, um, interesting game, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Not a not a great demo to sell a person on a game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Rift Breaker, pretty interesting game. Uh, sort of a cross between a um, an RTS and a, uh, like, action RPG.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw this one, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, you, you play a chick in a mech, uh, and, yeah, you go out, you sort of go into these alien planets, and uh, you sort of build up your base and there's all these kinds of all these things you gotta fucking pay attention to mill mineral acquisition and all that kind of stuff and then there's um you gotta you know make your walls and build up defenses and you can go out as your hero and go destroy shit as well and yeah all, all the all the ways you like manage your resources and stuff uh hinge uh like uh like there's there's layers to it you can make like uh Electricity is a really good example because you can make like a uh, power plant that uh, draws energy from the primary mineral that you farm. Right, I can't remember what it's called, like cobalt or some shit. Um, Tiberium. Sorry? Tiberium, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can build that or you can build wind farms which are heinously inefficient, so you need a lot of them. Uh, but they don't require resources or you can build uh, solar farms which are far more efficient than wind farms but they don't produce any energy at all at night time and you've got to sort of like manage that sort of like that that balancing act um, there are a couple of other power plants as well but those like in the demo those were the ones I uh, I got to use the most and. Yeah, you wind up in this situation where there's that classic RTS balancing act, but also like you're able like the the act of exploring the map is quite interesting because when as you do it, you know, you you play as the like you've got a real connection. Uh your player character is the person in the mech doing that exploration so you know there's that uh, apprehension that you feel when you find somewhere particularly scary but at the same time you know you like you're still in a powerful mech and stuff and so that that stuff's pretty cool and yeah you you gotta i guess just sort of that there's a lot of fucking plates in the air that you got to keep spinning that And it feels cool trying to make sure you've got enough resources to build up your defenses and keep your base healthy, uh, and growing at, at the same time, building up your mech to be more powerful and unlocking more stuff in that sense. And, uh, it's like graphically gorgeous. The, like the color scape is fantastic. There's all, all these different alien style colors and, uh, there's, blood and guts flying everywhere every time you like chop up the aliens and stuff like that. And yeah, like it's just a, I think this is, this was probably one of the best fucking demos I played. Um, Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. They did a really fucking good job uh, executing and showcasing their game with this one.
0: That was the one that I saw that I was like, Oh, I want to check that out. But at the same time, when I saw that it was an RPG, I was like, oh, maybe I'll I'll wait for it to actually come out and just, you know, be able to play for the whole thing myself. Well, um, like you only sort
1: of you really only played the the de- like the the demo only showcased the tutorial mission. So, huh. uh, well, that's all I played of it. Uh, I don't know if it went any further in, but, uh, like, I guess I did, yeah, I didn't want to go any further than the tutorial for the same reasons as as you you know not wanting to spoil the full experience myself um but yeah so uh no it's it's a pretty cool fucking game it's definitely one I'm going to uh well I've wish listed obviously and uh yeah definitely keen to play it when it when it comes out yep yep uh then there was i'm like uninstalling all of these i left them in my fucking steam library so i wouldn't have to remember to write them down um <laughs> yep but i'm uninstalling them as i uh as i talk about them then there was shady night and uh shady night feels very much it's it's sort of like a another first person puzzle platformer um with a, a huge emphasis on, like, movement and traversal, uh, and it reminds me a little bit of... Um, do you remember Dark Messiah of Might and Magic? Was that the first person Might and Magic game?
0: Uh, I never played it.
1: Uh, I just want to make sure that I've got the right one.
0: Um, like... Looks like it, from the pictures. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, this is it. Dark Messiah Mind Magic sort of like had this broad uh, depth to it that I like that doesn't seem apparent in Shady Night. Shady Night seems more like a more like a puzzle game, while Dark Messiah was more of an RPG game. But in terms of like mechanics of movement and combat, uh, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. And so Shady Knight winds up feeling a little bit like a uh, a more like drawn back uh, a smaller scale Dark Messiah, um, where you yeah you sort of like it's got this huge emphasis on your ability to move and fight, uh, and so you you're you know you do these things like sliding or like jump climbing and. Uh, and then you can do like these overhead swings while jumping. And so if you climb up a a ladder and stuff, uh, or up a box, a couple of boxes, and then jump off uh, and strike, you'll do more damage on the way down, the higher up you come from and all that kind of stuff. And then you can slide. And while you slide, you can pick up weapons. So what you can do is you can throw a weapon at someone and they'll drop their sword and you can slide into them pick up their sword and then slice the next dude and it winds up being this game where you sort of chain together these sick fucking like action sequences uh like these first person melee action sequences where you're combining all kinds of things like you know you kick someone into a fucking wall and then you throw a sword at the other guy and you pick up the first dude's sword and then you slide over and chop a fucking spider to death or some shit and kick someone off the fucking ledge. And yeah, it just winds up feeling really cool. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it does. It, it feels quite small scale. So it's going to be uh, like my interest in this one is going to hinge like it was real good to play, but it's going to hinge very specifically on the, uh, the depth of the game itself. Yeah. If, if you just want like up like how much in. there is, Yeah, if it's just sort of uh, like puzzles, it will wind up getting a little bit tired quite quickly. What made Mm. Dark Messiah really work was that as you got further into the game, you unlocked more and more stuff. Uh, You know, the magic portion of it really expanded and stuff. So, um, Yeah. yeah, there's... I don't know if that's in this. And so it will be interesting to keep track of to watch and see how it goes but yeah cool and the last one I played was Conscript and I don't know if this was actually in the summer of games thing Uh the demo is still available to download uh, but okay. it is a it's a World War 1 survival horror game where you play a French soldier at Verdun, and uh, you're in the trenches, and yeah, it basically uh, it sort of plays like res- res- like old school Resident Evil, um, but with the World War One spin on it. So you've got mm-hmm. these. Um, these German soldiers marching around as sort of the the main bad guys and you're moving from area to area and room to room and searching for like items, the items you require to move on. And there are these, you know, you're solving puzzles and managing inventory and, um, you can only save at certain spots as long as you've got a certain item, you need like this match to light a flame to reflect on your time or some shit as opposed to a typewriter. Um and yeah, you like it's it's a game where it feels like a game where you'd need uh you want to have a notebook next to you to note things down. I mean there's you know there's a padlock that has a numerical lock that you can solve by uh like looking around and it like, there's the solutions scratched into a wall somewhere. And so you can do that, but it's a couple of screens away. So it's probably a good idea to fucking note it down or, you know, you, you acquire half a blade and to get the rest of the blade, you need to find that. And it, it's that classic survival horror thing of, yeah, you've got to manage exactly what you've got, uh, what you're carrying and, uh, You've also got to keep in mind where you've been and where you're going and um, what you've seen and, and all that kind of stuff uh, so that you can make progress. And it's a very interesting execution on, on that idea uh, because, yeah, it's, you know, it's survival horror, but set in a, a real world conflict. You know, it's it's not... it's It doesn't appear to be about spooky ghosts and fucking zombies. It, it's about the horrors of world war one and i think it's it's done quite well it's got a fantastic soundtrack and um yeah like great ambient noise and like quite simplistic in its combat and stuff uh it feels but yeah you wind up in this situation where yeah you just sort of the further you go the longer you go on the more of it you see the the Horror element of this survival horror is more the horror that was World War One and the trenches of World War One, and so mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh it's quite a good game. Um, yeah, you can still download a demo. It would appear I don't know how long that's going to be available for, but it's definitely worth checking out. Though probably the biggest oh, release date twenty twenty one. Come on, uh, probably the biggest drawback <laughs> I noticed was uh. Like, I don't know what it is. Some of the fucking... It does these cutscenes sometimes. And they go at fucking four frames a second. And they look like... Remember, like, those old... Like, like from Diablo 1. Like, they're a cutscene from Diablo 1. Like, hmm. a, six, a 640p fucking cutscene that's been scaled up to my fucking 4K monitor. And they look right. like... You can count the fucking pixels and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is not good looking. And then you go into the game you're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I, don't, I, don't actually, I don't actually care that much about the, like the atmosphere of the game is so good that it doesn't really matter in the end. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's
0: good. Concepts, awesome.
1: That one's cool. And yeah, you can get the demo right now
0: cool uh so so yeah there, there was definitely a lot of games to sort of go through in that list and um yeah i even looked at some of the, like the vr ones as well because like you said there was a, a, a like a genre tab at the top and you sort of flick through each one and see what there was it just seemed like there's was too much yeah um so yeah at least we checked out some of them that's cool that but that's uh rift was it rift breaker um yeah i've added that to my list because that was one that stood out that looked looked really cool
1: yeah definitely and yeah if you've got some time check out Conscript as well because it is a really cool execution on an idea awesome
0: all right um how about some apex oh yeah apex legends um so you you fired this up you've been playing a bit of it recently
1: uh, yeah, so yeah, I've been playing quite a bit of it. I had an interview with um, with the game director and the design director whose names directly escape me, so that's good. Uh, uh,
0: it's not Drew McCoy. Chad, Chad
1: Grinier and uh, Jason McCord. Uh, um, yeah, not Drew McCoy. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I had a chat with them yesterday and. Because I am a fucking professional. I wanted to be across the game that I was talking to them about. So, uh, yeah, fired up some fucking Apex to jump back in, have a squeeze at it. Um, Yeah, I've actually played a bunch. I've been mostly playing the limited time event. So uh, at EA's uh, thing last week, uh, they announced that they were ea play last they announced that you know they were doing season five of uh apex legends and you know they're introducing lost treasures and uh it came with a bunch of other stuff as well uh, including mobile mm. respawns and a uh an area on the map called crypto's map room and uh yeah yeah, all this kind of stuff uh, that you could uh, use to yeah sort of check out uh, like the, to expand the game, the stuff that they're, they're trying to do to you know experiment and uh, grow Apex. By all by all measures, Apex Legends is is doing its best ever. It's still growing day to day. According to their measures, I should clarify. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it seems to be it's apparently doing very well. I haven't played it in a while, not since fucking Warzone came out. Uh, or, like, since we talked about it that last time that we played it. Um, just noticing how much slower it feels. But uh, I haven't played Warzone in a little while. And uh, I have been playing a lot of Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. And so I wind up in a situation where Apex actually doesn't feel that slow anymore. Because of the amount yeah. of Rainbow Six I've been playing. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Apex feels slow trust me yeah (laughs) oh no I I totally totally understand that it yeah it's comparatively slow but because I haven't yeah I guess like it's like uh, if you spend all your all your time in the cold then Mm -hmm. these like these fucking six degree days in Sydney wouldn't feel you'd be like oh that's not that cold but for me, it's actually pretty cold. And uh, yeah, yeah, for me, Apex doesn't feel that slow at the moment because my immediate reference point is uh, Rainbow, which is slow. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah, had a bunch of games. Took me a while to get back into the the proper swing of it, but uh, was having like having fun. Uh, the limited time event is shotguns and snipers. Um, yeah it's not my ideal event, I guess. Uh, both the weapons that I wouldn't normally pick up or normally favor, but, uh, yeah, as a result, you know, because everyone's got them, uh, I don't feel that bad. Uh, like it doesn't feel that bad. If I had to, if only I had, like, if only I was restricted to shotguns and snipers and everyone else could use whatever the fuck they wanted, it would feel like shit. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of okay because yeah, it sort of works. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Got a win, got a fuck ton of top threes and just couldn't get the win in the end. Uh, Everyone starts with an Evo shield and a Mozambique in this mode. Uh, And as we found out, we landed at the fucking map room to check that shit out. And so it's cool. You, you activate the map room and you can see where everyone is uh it's especially cool when i've gone there a couple like most of the time if the drop zone is anywhere close to it i'll I, i'll insist i'll try to insist to the renders i'm playing with that we go there because um, it's got shitloads of good loot and yeah it's very cool when you're looking at the map screen because uh, this giant like room-sized area is filled with a map of the map and uh yeah, when you activate it, it shows you where everyone else is. And if anyone's real close, they show up in, uh, in like sort of red and you can mm. uh, see that they're coming in. And uh, yeah, a couple of times, yeah, you see them just fucking making their way in. And you know roughly where they are, but they know roughly where you are because you've activated the fucking map. And yeah, it's quite tense, uh, but a very cool execution of an idea. And, uh, sort of like, uh, a, a UAV in Warzone that only triggers once, I guess, and does the entire fucking map. And it tells you where the next circle is going to be. And there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a cool idea. It works out pretty well. Um, but yeah, as, as we found out when we landed there, uh, quite off the beaten path, if you never see anyone... And the circle happens to just be on top of you the entire fucking time. Uh, You go into the top three with white shields against people with red shields and you're pretty fucked. Uh, You don't really have much fucking chance in that situation. Mm. Um, But yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've just been been having fun. Like the amount of fun I have on a game-to-game basis... I find hinges specifically on whether or not I get to be jump master. Because if I'm not jump buster, I swear to God, whoever is, will take us to whatever is directly below the immediate fucking drop zone. Immediately below. And it's just a shit fight. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, so yeah, generally I'll fucking hate it if that is the the situation but if that's not the situation uh and i get to be jump master and i get to take somewhere semi fucking sensible uh it's good and we have a fucking good game and we like yeah i'll land us somewhere medium hot and we'll get in some fights early and everyone will work out walk out of that first area with fucking like blue armor and then we'll go try to find some more fights with halfway decent stuff and yeah just have fun but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Like I, I enjoy Apex. I like. I'm reminded now of how much I enjoy Apex. Although, yeah, it can be kind of shit if everyone else is in it is garbage.
0: Anyway. Yeah, it's it's very daunting to look at that new menu that they've got in there now with like. Uh, there's, like, your battle pass and then there's some other thing they're doing and then there's, like, new challenge systems and then you've got this treasure thing. It's just, like... It's yeah. not like I haven't played that game recently. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, like, I don't know. what the, What is all this stuff? Yeah, the there's, UI is a lot of control. On.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, um, and I feel like they don't make it, like... you got to click a... Th- what... I don't know. It just seems not terribly obvious. They need a system. I like, I like how Call of Duty does it. Where if you want to do quads, it's got a button. If you want to do trios, button. Uh, that dumb fucking pay zone map or whatever the fuck it's called, payday or whatever it's called. We just make money. Blood money. Blood money mode. You click on that button. In this, you got to like <laughs> bring up the fucking mode select, and then you select, and then you like just. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Feels like they could definitely present things in a little bit of, of a better way.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Apex. Still good. Apex. I uh I haven't checked out the new um legend yet though. I unlocked her, but Yeah, Lobo. Yeah. I haven't played. Uh yeah. no,
1: I play a lot of Lifeline because she's got that fucking like now, as long as you're q is available you run up mm. when someone's down you press E and it does the it revives them without you having to do anything um so you just sort of press E on them to start it and the q will revive them with the big like armor thing and you can continue to fight which is pretty cool um so there's that so I play as her uh I've played a bit as Wraith they've changed her a little bit and uh Okay. So she takes longer to start her portal or sorry, to yep. start her phase out. Um, so she can't use it as a get a jail free card anymore. Um, and I've played as uh, what's his face? Octane runny guy. Um, he gets a double jump off his jump pad now. And uh, he runs quite a bit faster when he boosts himself. He can bust nice. his way out of stun as well. It's he's pretty good um it's just a a bit tricky working out how exactly the best way to use him i like octane and lifeline because i can heal myself without having to have items octane passively heals himself and lifeline has the bot.
0: yeah he um does. so what did you talk to the devs about can you tell us or
1: Think so? I don't think there's an embargo. Let me have a squiz. Let me have a quick, quick fucking look. Um, yeah, there's no embargo. Uh, yeah, we spoke about a bunch of stuff. Um, I was, I was asking him about the fucking the loot situation. Uh, I brought up the idea that you know we always try to guess the order in which we're going to get two whites and a blue. Is it white, blue, white? Why white, blue? Blue, white, white. Uh, that's our, That's the most enjoyment we get out of the fucking Apex crates. Does that seem like a successful uh, execution on your uh, loot box system? If if that's what we're getting out of it, is a fun game of guessing how you're going to fuck us this time? Uh, they did not enjoy that question. They were not thrilled. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked them, did they, did they just hate Pathfinder? They nerfed Pathfinder somewhat again by nerfing his grapple. You can, uh, his zipline, you can no longer infinitely jump on the zipline, uh, and they yeah. obviously nerfed the shit out of him in the patch previous to this. So I asked them, do you guys hate Pathfinder, or would you say hate all robots in general? And uh, that one went down pretty well. Um, they, they reckon they don't hate Pathfinder. Um, Talked to him about bringing the game to the Switch, uh, yeah. which uh, we had a really good discussion about that. I, th- I think I uh, got some really good answers about that. Or uh, mobile platforms. Uh, no, they weren't talking about mobile platforms. Uh, yeah, I was, but that uh, has
0: been pretty much confirmed.
1: <laughs> yes, but I was warned off it at the start of the interview. They're like, yeah. uh, we're only talking about the platforms that are confirmed, but we are happy to talk about Switch, and we're happy to talk about crossplay." Uh, but we're yeah. only talking about the platforms that have been confirmed, and I'm
0: like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, Andrew Wilson confirmed that, so it's kind yeah, yeah, of, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it talks about like skill based matchmaking and stuff, um, and how they're going to balance uh, that. Uh, they were saying that by default, console players will get matched with console players, uh, and PC players will get p- matched with PC players, but um. I got them to broaden out. They're, they, so it'll be controller players versus controller players, not necessarily PC versus PC. So you, if you plug a PC, uh, a controller, and you play on controller, on your PC, mm.
0: then uh, what if imagine. you plug a controller in, match make, unplug the controller, genius, and then
1: play, genius, that is and just smash people all day, just just to just to get some fucking chicky d's
0: or <laughs> we'll just leave the controller plugged in yeah and don't use it Damn.
1: even better um but yeah so uh yeah it talked about all of that um i think it was like it was a half hour long chat and a lot of mm-hmm. it i would say was about um the switch and skill based matchmaking and loot boxes um so it was yeah it was a lengthy chat uh i'm not sure where it's going yet because it might be going on a project I'm currently working on, but because I recorded video for it, uh, and yeah, got some really good answers, especially about the switch stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got no idea, so it sort of hinges on that, really. Cool. Uh, it was a fantastic chat. So uh, when it does go somewhere, I will definitely let everyone know.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I had Warzone on here, but I've taken it off because I don't really have much to cool to say about it. I played a little bit with Nate the other day, um, but I thought maybe you'd have played some. But you haven't. Not really. No. Um and I think that's a thing that that we've talked about a lot that uh I would like to see in Warzone some more, you know? I enjoy the sort of small gameplay things they're doing in the game because that's not really something we're seeing a lot out of Apex with but at the same yeah. time Apex is doing a lot of big map changes and um they've got to tweak legends with their how their abilities work and that sort of stuff so uh Warzone has not done any map updates at all.
1: So, yeah, yeah know. they sh- they definitely got to do something I think
0: um command and conquer remastered i got a code for this thanks to nate um and i jumped in and played it what an excellent port well, not a not a port what an excellent remaster <laughs> um it's fantastic like yeah. the the detail that they're going to 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 make this um feel like the old games like when you when you first fire it up and it does the fake install screen, like the one you actually have to use to sit through when you would install a game and it'll be like, select your sound card and select your graphics card. Um, and now it's just like HD graphics and HD sound. And then it pretends to install graphics and audio and all that sort of thing. Like it's, it's just a video. But back in the day when you installed Command & Conquer, it went through that. Like that was the thing you would sit there and watch. They so had this animated installation screen. When you install games these days, you just press, you know, you go through the EULA and press next and it, it's a little bar and off it goes. But it was always fun having those Command & Conquer um, animated installation screens it would sit there and flick through it. Like you'd always get a kick out of seeing them. So I like that they've included that in there, but it's just like a funny little, haha, we're upgrading all the graphics and all that sort of stuff. That that that's really cool, uh, and I didn't realize that this had red alert in it at all. Like, what? I thought it was just command. <laughs> that's all I spoke about when I talked about this the other day. <laughs> yeah, that, that you were you. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was actually in the game as well. So I fired it all up. Right. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but I played about. I got like eleven missions deep into into GDI at least so far. Um. And that game looks exactly how I remember it looking. But then you like switch over the, uh, you can you can s- sort of toggle between the old graphics, like how it used to look and how it looks now. And when it's really weird how, when the game first starts up, um, it's showing you the old graphics and you press spacebar and it just goes, bam, and switches across to HD. But when you see it in HD, you're like, no, this is exactly how I remember it. Like yeah. it looked like this. What are you talking about? um so that stuff is really is really strange and it plays extremely well um I like all the the like you can I'm playing on like 4k I think and I've just zoomed you can like scroll wheel out and it'll just zoom all the way back or you can zoom back into normal default that stuff is really cool um it's uh I haven't had any issues with the um pathfinding that I think you're having with and I don't know why that is i think i changed some of my buttons around because they you can remap buttons to like right click or move and or left click or select or whatever you want to do it like that yeah um but just i guess the way i was sort of i group units together like i'll group these medium tanks are like one and then my scouts will be two and uh you know grenade grenadiers will be three and then i sort of move them around in like little units and so they don't get sort of stuck in um convoluted in like one little area where they're just sort of trying to get past each other on a bridge or something like that but so i didn't have any issues with that that game is really hard like there's some missions in there where like wait i lost (laughs) Like, like okay fair enough um like normally you play games these days and you like they're not really challenging but this one like kicks the shit out of you it is hard some of the missions on there I looked up, like, twice a guide to see how to beat it because like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to do? And it was kind of like just the dude gone. you just run. You get from here to there, and that's the thing you need to do. And I was like, oh, okay, right. I was just playing it wrong. Um, but back in the day, that that's the, the thing, right, is that you would play these games back in the, the day and uh, you'd play it for months and, like, sit there and work your way through all these levels. But me being impatient where I'm playing, like, six games a week (laughs) i'm like all right we're gonna get through this let's go come on hurry up uh why am i dying what's going on here i don't have time for this what am i doing wrong and so you jump on a guy and you're like oh shit okay yeah fair enough it's not that thing where you sit there and have to try and figure out like what you're doing wrong after like the fourth attempt i'm just yeah all right what do i need to do um so yeah the game is is makes you think about your actions and how you're doing it um in interesting ways so i i dig that um just having fun with it. Just remembering like all the the cutscenes and like lines of dialogue and because I played a lot of Command and Conquer. Um like a lot most of Command and Conquer up until I think we talked about this recently, but like three or um it might have been four. I think Nokia I played Command and Conquer one, two, and three. And then the fourth one was the blue one, um, with Kane standing in the front, right? Uh, so that was the one I don't think I played much of. I was like eh whatever but like Tiberian Sun and Tiberian Dawn played played the crap out of those games they were really good and, uh, and then even Command & Conquer the original ones played a lot of covert operations and the weird mods they had like this has all of that stuff in it there's so many missions um, mm-hmm. if you're a Command & Conquer fan and you want to like this is the perfect it's probably one of the most perfect remasters we've had in terms of leaving everything intact, um, but upgrading like all the graphics and sounds uh, and then giving you the ability to check out some of the mods that were... Sorry, the old uh, expansions that were on there. And then having... It's got mod support built into the game as well, so you can... I don't know what type of mods are out there, but you can chuck mods in the game, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome uh, remaster. I feel like that's uh, such a massive stark contrast difference between what ea has done with command and conquer and what blizzard did with the world of warcraft remaster um, and how the two communities have sort of embraced (laughs) an ea game as opposed to the blizzard game which usually is the one that people um, you know normally love the blizzard game so yeah i'm digging it a lot it's i think it's really cool despite the fact that um you were saying that you liked the second in the series whether it's command and conquer 2 or red alert 2 a lot Mm -hmm. more um like i agree with you i definitely like those games a lot more but i think these ones play extremely well still like though i still had a blast um playing with them i would recommend if i could go back because one thing you can't do is change the difficulty i would love to just play on easy and uh just smash tanks out constantly because at the moment i'm playing on normal and i'm playing on like the fastest game speed yeah and i've got to wait for my harvesters to get all the tiberian and come back and then uh you know th- there's there's sort of lulls in between where i'm just waiting for my tiberium to 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 get back to me and so i can build 20 tanks and just send them over and just demolish everything that's kind of the experience that i want out of the game as yeah. opposed to send in 15 and maybe destroying them because if i don't then i know the ai is going to cheat i hate that in command and conquer but ai will cheat and they'll start rebuilding things where they're not supposed to be rebuilding things anymore because technically you have to be within a certain limit of a previous structure and they don't that's not a rule in this one uh which really annoys the crap out of me but i uh i still have have fun with it so uh yeah i think it's an excellent remaster it's it's one of the best ones in there like the music and the 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 sound of the units and the um, the graphics and just everything's done so well, uh, and it's just made me want Command and Conquer 2. Like I looked it up, I was like, "Can I get this anywhere? Like where can I get it from?" <laughs> it's uh, if they don't do it, it it would surprise me if they don't do a Command and Conquer two remastered with Red Alert two and uh, Tiberian Sun. Was it Tiberian Sun? Yeah, the second one. Yep. Yeah, it would shock me because that thing would just print money. Yeah. If they take the same amount of care that they've done with Commander Conquer Remaster, man, I'm I'm there. Absolutely. Uh and I will play the crap out of it cuz I think the gameplay mechanics in those two games are so much better than the original game. Um even Red Alert At the end of the day, I think it's just a skin. It, it's it's a different uh um like it's just a skim like even the some of the textures look the same in terms of the the map textures it's just the mm. units look a little bit different um the buildings look, look a little bit different and they've added a couple extra units in there that behave differently but they pumped that out i'm pretty sure they pumped that one out pretty quick it was like a year later um between command and conquer and red alert uh so yeah it's it's definitely the, like the sequels that i want to jump in and check it out because i had a lot of fun with those ones and i think they did more interesting things in those games with missions and that sort of stuff so yeah anyway if you want to sort of go back on a nostalgia trip it's it's hard not to pass this one up because it's it's an excellent remaster um so check that out did you did you ever play it on pc or were you on console or like how did you
1: I played play uh, I played a uh, fucking Command and Conquer one on PlayStation. I played Red Alert on PC, and right. then, uh, yeah, everything after that I played on PC. Um, it was a lot harder on console, mm. I'll tell you what, uh, Command and Conquer. But I haven't, I haven't actually played Command and Conquer in the remaster. Maybe we should play a game of that in multiplayer as opposed to Red Alert. I mean, I'm not I'm not assuming it's going to be better. I... Uh, but uh, it'll be different, certainly. And, uh, yeah, I, like, I don't think the pathfinding will be any better. Because, as you say, Red Alert was pretty much just a skin of Command & Conquer, but... Yeah. It couldn't be fucking worse.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Um. So, yeah, Command & Conquer remastered out now. Check it out. Yep. And uh, what else we got here? Rainbow Six Siege.
1: Siege. Steel Wave. Um is out uh and available to play right now uh still wave is obviously the latest update pack reworks house and uh and like i don't know fucking new stuff uh new two new characters reworks for amaru all that kind of stuff um the I I've found a brand new revolutionary way to play Rainbow Six. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but what I do is I mute every single person on my fucking team, uh, both voice and text chat, and then I just play, Mm. and then I just play the fucking game my own way, doing my own thing without having to worry about fucking fourteen-year-old cunts sitting there telling me that I don't know how to fucking hold a fucking angle. And lo and behold, what happens? When I don't have some dipshit being angry at me because I stole their favorite character or I didn't spawn in the fucking location they wanted me to or I didn't put the fucking banshee down in the spot they wanted me to. What I've noticed is that I am MVP probably nine times out of fucking ten because I just do my thing and I have fun and it's just a fun old game. It's just a fun game where I just have fun. That's cool. It's real cool. Rainbow Six is a fantastic game where you never fucking talk to any other person who plays Rainbow fucking Six. Um, mm. I did, I was playing with um, G-Man and Nate uh, in the Gap channel. We had a four stack going. G-Man brought a mate. And uh, mm-hmm. it's fun uh, playing with people who are speaking um, when uh, you know those people and uh, you can tell them stop being fuckwits. Uh, yeah. And they'll listen to you, but uh, yeah, it's not so much fun when yeah, it's just fucking dipshits nonstop yapping about fucking nothing. Uh, and actually, there was a I did I did miss it a little bit. I did miss the 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 peace and quiet. A couple mm-hmm. of times when I was playing with uh, the four stack, uh, mostly we were playing coastline. The specific moment I'm thinking about, we were playing coastline, and uh, And Nate and G-Man, Nate and G-Man were trying to coordinate to kill a single fucking dude who was on their side of the map. And I was playing as Malusi. She's a three-speed, one armor, uh, and uh, I had roamed like the opposite side of the fucking map. Uh, And the entire rest of the team was breaching on me. And so on coastline, uh, we were in the bedroom bomb site. And, uh, they were trying to, um, the, the lads were trying to fucking lock down the person had breached the bathroom, you know, the rooftop bathroom on coastline where you drop in and then you can go into the bomb site from there. But they were trying to lock down that fucking rooftop breach. Uh, meanwhile... Four members of the other team were literally on top of me, and these two are fucking yelling at each other. Like, no, no, they're coming through the fucking no, they haven't come through the roof yet. No, no, spray, spray through the wall. spray through the wall. Yeah, do it now, go now, now, shoot, 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 throw on the fucking C four, throw on C four, and I'm like fucking desperately trying to fucking pay any attention to any fucking noise that isn't them yelling at each other to shoot one motherfucker while I cap four other motherfuckers and I got three of them and I got killed by the last one because he fucking managed to flank me and I wasn't able to hear him and uh that was pretty aggravating but uh otherwise yeah no it's fun when you can like when you tell people to stop being fuckwits uh but or people just aren't fuckwits because they know you and people aren't aren't fuckwits to people they know. But yeah, mm. if otherwise, if I'm playing solo, and it is the game I play solo most of the time now, um Yeah. It's I just I just have a lot of fun playing it on mute and amusing everyone and just doing my thing. And yeah, I don't need to I don't need to hear, to hear what other people are fucking doing or saying or like by default my uh I don't have all chat on like it's just a game where I shoot some like they could be fucking bots for all I give a fuck uh they just just there Mm -hmm. uh I auto pick Malusi every single fucking time she's fucking amazing uh and like with a good Malusi revolutionary she changes the landscape of every fucking map she has to be She's got to be nerfed as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, I think might change a little bit as people start to... Learn, like, st- there's still a fuck ton of people who... Because I can, I can still chat and I find myself... Like, I can still write. I assume anyone who hasn't muted me uh, will see it. Um, and uh, I still find myself writing a lot of the time that... Uh, you have to bash them Lucy to actually get rid of it or well, Ash, bash or Ash. Uh, you got to explode the fucking thing. Uh, so you can do it with a grenade or you can do it with uh, Ash or Sophia. but it doesn't work if all you're doing is shooting it, like just regular shooting it. Even if you fucking Thatcher it, it doesn't work to shoot it. You still got to fucking bash the fucking thing. Um So, yeah, I wind up in this situation where I'll type that and that's it. That's all I'll say uh, to people on my team because they'll, like, walk into a room and just fucking empty a clip at this thing. And then I'll walk Mm. up and bash it once and then walk through. Um, On the other side, I've noticed a lot of, like, it's Mm. it's almost as good as... Like, the noise itself. You know, so Malusi's Gadget, the Banshee, makes this, like, and it slows people down like they're moving through barbed wire or they're being zapped by Clash. And uh, I pref- like I like it for the the noise more than the fucking slowdown. I mean, the slowdown's obviously fantastic, but the noise is what I use it for, because I'll put it down somewhere, and then I'll just face the other fucking way. And as long as I've got hmm. hardcover behind me, so I can't be, like, you know, fucking wall bangs uh i'm good as soon as i hear the wah i know i know i just fucking turn around stand up and fucking pop him in the brain and then i duck back down again and wait for the next wah but even better than the wah noise is when you hear fucking like just torrents of bullets being fired at this fucking thing because they can't they don't know that you got to fucking exploit it before you can so they'll like walk up they'll see it they'll shoot it shoot it some more work out that's not working and then they'll walk up and every single time if you hear them shoot it a couple of times and then they'll without any more gunshots you know they're looking directly at the thing they're always looking directly at it so when you pop your fucking head up they're not even looking at you they're not covering angles anymore you just fucking blast them in the brain it's good times So that's pretty cool. Uh, I play a lot of Ace as well, just because I I fucking love the AK with the ACOG, with the NATO ACOG. It's fucking... It's a real good gun. I hate Fuse's version of the the AK, but uh, Ace is... Ace fucking gun is awesome. I don't... I don't love his fucking gadget. It's the three-stage exploity thing. I don't love it, but Mm. it's not bad. I just... Compared to Malusi, Malusi's fucking amazing, man. Like, she is... She's my Insta pick. That T five SMG from Legion is fucking like it's my favorite gun in the game, easily. And if they stop muti- uh like nerfing Legion, I'd probably just play Legion. But they keep fucking doing doing my boy my shorts boy bad. So yeah, like just finding creative places to put the fucking Malusi. Holy shit, it is phenomenal. There's there's one spot in um in house now in the uh, kids' bedroom, uh, which and it's a hard wall, and you climb up on the bed, and then you semi-vault up onto the bookshelf next to the bed, and you can put it up right at the top, like just below the top of the fucking wall, and it gets the entire fucking room. It gets the window entry. If they open the window, it gets them outside the fucking window. Like, it is just the fucking worst. Like... You literally, the only fucking solution for that thing is to ash or it because there's no way you ever climb up on that fucking wall without being murdered. Uh climb up to bash it without being fucking murdered. Like there's, and you can't like, you'd have to perfect cook a fucking grenade to actually get it to explode the fucking thing. But if it lands on the, if the grenade lands on the ground, there's it doesn't doesn't arc high enough to fucking damage it like it is just disgusting It's of the places i've found to put it otherwise i just put it like people loved i've seen a lot of like when i don't get to pick malusi when i'm not fucking quick enough on the draw um people like put it on walls next to doors terrible terrible plan now what you do is you put it three meters in from the door so they've still got to walk in or walk around the door like if you put it next to the door they've got to breach through the door to actually trigger it but if you put it in front of the door as soon as they walk in front of the door the noise and it doesn't matter if they immediately fucking do something about it sledge it or like bash it or ash it or whatever like you still get the fucking noise you know they're there everyone knows they're there and uh yeah you can move on from there um house rework I th- I don't know, man. I feel like there are a lot of fucking run-out opportunities on it now. There are a lot of fucking balconies on the outside of the upstairs area of fucking house that make it... Like, it was always pretty bad for run-outs, especially the garage breach. Uh, And my first... My instinct uh, for blocking the garage... Like, you know, that window above the garage doors where people Mm -hmm. always like to either peek or run out, jump out... Uh, my instinct to block against that is I, st- I still put a fucking drone there, but, uh, now you can like jump out onto the balcony out of kids bedroom or the room behind kids bedroom. Uh, you can still get out of the fucking, um, you still go out the fucking bathroom. There's a, another little balcony, uh, next to what's now known as pink room, which was the under construction room. Like, there's a lot of fucking platforms for people to walk out onto and get a lot of fucking... And the game still has too long. It's still, honest to God, I believe. It's however many years since that game came out, and I still honestly believe that the, the first... Like, you should not have any fucking time at all. The moment you breach... What is effectively the outside area as a defender, you should be fucking lit up. Everyone should fucking know exactly where you are. And that, like, that should be, that should just be it, right? Like, I I do not understand why there is any timing, any time limit Mm. wherein you are not, like, lit up. The game. Was it three seconds now or something? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It was, it used to, it used to be like five or something, right? It used to be five. Yeah, it forever. used to be. It was heinous. And they've reduced it a little bit, but it should be zero. It should be zero seconds. The moment you are outside, you should be lit up. Like, I understand why on some level they do it and it's to prevent attackers from spending their entire lives from sitting outside. But it's a, it's an objective. It's a pure objective game. If the attack attackers spend their entire fucking lives sitting outside... They never fucking, they never win. They'll just lose the map. And it might be a little bit dull, but it is what it is. If they're AFK outside, then it doesn't matter if you fucking, they're warned of your presence. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I I wholeheartedly disagree with the idea that there should be any grace time in that warning. It should be immediately. And uh, yeah, it isn't. And I think the new house provides significant opportunities to exploit that. So yeah. Here, anyway. Uh, yeah, I most I don't play that like I I only wind up playing house because I still only play casual because I'm not interested in getting hyper sweaty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Concentrating on sweat, strats and stuff. Um, and uh, i I pretty much only play house when it shows up in the casual playlist uh I don't have a like it's not like I'm quitting it's not yacht uh which I will back out of. um I just don't want to play yacht. I fucking hate yacht like I just straight it's a fucking bad map. it's a flat out bad map, and it staggers me that they haven't fixed it or haven't even committed to fix it. It's fucking crazy that that map exists in that game um but yeah. Uh, it's like it's not like we played a couple of rounds on the there's a house only playlist where you just play house and uh yep. eh, not for me Uh, like I'll I play it if that's what everyone in the fucking group wants to play but I'd prefer to play more maps uh, I, mean, I yeah I think I even have more fun on tower than I do on fucking new house mm. anyway uh, it's good. Like overall, it's good.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I've I've, I've not played it in a while, so yeah, some stage to jump back in and check it out, see what's changed. Um, but yeah, all right, Siege, Siege. Um, and the last game we got here is Desperados Three. I think. Did you talk about this at some stage? At uh, a you went to a preview or something.
1: Yeah, I went, yeah, I previewed it uh, a little while ago. or oh, fucking ages ago now, but uh, yeah, but I haven't played no. it since. Um, I didn't get a right. review code for it or whatever.
0: Yeah, so this one has just come out recently, and it's uh, it's got some pretty good reviews on it. So mm. uh, it's been one game that's on my list of like, I need to check this out. And I was waiting for the Steam sale to start, which was uh, supposed to start in the next couple of days. At the time we are recording this, is the summer sale. It kicks off. Um, But uh, Green Man Gaming had a a voucher, like a 20% off voucher for VIP um, members. And so I used my code that I got to get like 20 bucks off it or something like that. Um, So I picked it up and I've been playing that uh, for the last uh, like 24 hours or so. I'm not too far into it, like four missions, but it's basically a real-time... Tactics game set in the wild, wild west. Um, wow yeah. <laughs> and if you've played games like, um, it's not really the same sort of game as like an XCOM. It's it's similar, but whereas that is its own base game, um, this one is playing out in real time. It's always there's always stuff going on. It's more in line with like Commando if you've played those types of games. Uh, very old school. Tactics game, Yep. and uh, yeah, it's this is pretty good from what I've played so far. Um, so you start off with one character in your team, I guess, and they've got a, a set set of skills. Um, this one in particular has a um, has a coin that he's able to throw and distract other units on the, the ground with. And it'll allow them to look around and then you can run past and then stab them in the back of the neck with your um, with your knife. Or his other ability is he can throw his knife um, at a unit from a certain distance. But if you do use the throwing ability, um, he has to go then recover the knife. So you can't like just chain and hide in bushes and that sort of thing. Um, so the tactical side behind that is... Uh, with using those types of abilities and then he's also got two uh, two guns as well like two pistols which you can use that have a certain amount of ammo in there and so you've got these abilities and you walk around uh, a map and you've got an objective to, to complete and there are enemies on there that you've got to try and bypass um, they will have like set paths that are sort of walking back and forwards between or like patrolling uh, and then you can right click on this enemy and it'll show you their vision cone and it's generally like a like a green cone that comes out of their their direction. Um, at a certain point, the cone will sort of be like a like a cross stitch sort of effect, and that means that if you are crouched and you're in that sort of vicinity, um, which is further away, you won't be seen. But if you stand up, then they'll start to see you. So that's kind of like. Um, it's split up into two areas whereas one is like a solid green color if you're anywhere in that vicinity they'll see you and uh, you've got a, a very limited amount of time before they'll like spot you um which it's it's really stylistically done really well like you can visually see how much time you've got left in terms of when they'll actually spot you like in most stealth games when um you know, someone's about to to spot you. They've usually got the the circle that sort of fills in, and once it gets to 100, percent like oh, they can see you now. Whereas this cone has this effect where the the um the cone sort of expands, and like there's a line that comes out, and once it hits where you are, that's when they can see you. But at the same time, if they think they've seen someone and they want to come investigate it, their their like cone effect changes depending on um what sort of state they're in. So It's just displayed really elegantly where you can see it and be like, Oh, I kind of know what's going on. It works really well. Um, So yeah, you've got to kind of uh, work your way through missions, avoid people's uh, detection and silently take them out. So it's very much like a uh, stealth based um, like XCOM real time game though. And as you progress through the missions, uh, you then start getting introduced to other characters and they start getting like mixed into your team. And so the second guy that shows up, he has a, a bag that he can throw out and there's like a gas in it that when someone spots it, they'll walk over and investigate it and the gas kind of explodes and disorientates them and he can jump in and then take them out. Um, so he's got an ability like that. He doesn't have um, two pistols like the main character. Instead, he's got like a uh, silenced sort of like sniper pistol that he can use to to scope people that are pretty far away um, and take out like enemies that are either on top of a perch or somewhere high above that are like overwatching a certain area. And uh, so he's very helpful for taking out different types of enemies that the game kind of throws at you because you've got like your normal thugs that will patrol an area and, uh, you know, you like little cannon fodder dudes. And then you've got guys that are wearing like ponchos and they are less um, susceptible to like distractions. So you can't throw a coin out there and they'll like look away and be like, oh, what was that? And go walk over. They are just, they stay at their post the entire time. So you got to find different ways to sort of deal with these guys. Um, and then it's just sort of like, about assessing the situation in front of you and being like, all right, well, how do I, how do I figure out like, what is the solution to this puzzle that it's trying to do um, in this particular case? And if you are caught and someone does spot you, um, it generally sets off like an alarm and the other people in that particular vicinity will come uh, looking for you, or you'll get uh, reinforcements that will come in and try and try and take care of you. Um, But, if you want to play it as a stealth-based tactics game, it's got an extremely good save system where oh. uh, on the PC, at least, you just press like F5 and it quick saves it. And every minute, the game reminds you, Yeah. you haven't saved. Like it comes up on the screen and says like one minute, a minute, one second, like it starts counting and it tells you how long was your last save. And it's like when it gets to two minute, then it goes yellow. And uh, it's, it's very handy because... You can play a game like this where you start making a bunch of progress and then you accidentally forget to save and it's just like, oh man, I've got to do all that again. But this game um, it's constantly reminding you and it's just like a simple click of the button or uh, click on the screen and it'll automatically save it. And the game says like, hey, this is the way the game is supposed to be working. Uh, You're supposed to save the game all the time and reload checkpoints and that sort of thing. Like that's the way we want you to sort of explore the mechanics of the game. Because it's not entirely just about like stealthing your way through and taking out a bunch of people in a specific order. Like you can find things in the world that allow you to solve the problem at a different way. Um, So if, if, for instance, the second mission you go on is you've got to go and uh, you're in this town and certain parts of the town are like areas that you're not supposed to be in. They're sort of being patrolled in the main sort of paths, like the the streets of the town, you can walk around freely. No one will suspect anything. Very like Hitman-esque. Um, a lot of Hitman vibes from going from this game. And so you can walk around in certain areas and then if you go into a unrestricted area, or sorry, a restricted area, that's when you got to be a bit more careful. You got to hide in bushes because um, it's a, sorry, I didn't mention, it's a top-down game um, for people that don't know. And, and that's when you can start planning it a little bit more like, someone will walk past a horse and you can like spook the horse by throwing a coin on it and it'll knock them out like the horse will kick and then knock out the person you can go rope tie them grab the person hide them in a bush hide them in a well throw them off a cliff deal with them whatever you can and then uh you know go try and do the next thing and you 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 may come across like oh i've got to kill this person but i've got to work through like 15 guys to try and get to that person or you can poison the whiskey barrel and then someone will come and grab the whiskey and go serve it to them and then that'll clear them out like it's it's got a couple of different ways to sort of solve these things which i like is really cool and that's just not for that particular like one boss there's this sort of like environmental things set up throughout the world that you can sort of interact with and it'll take out enemies in a different way rather than you just stabbing them in the back whatever um and then the tactics side of it as well when you're interacting with your other other team members that eventually start joining the game um, because it is a real-time game you can grab both of them and move them around and sort of try and uh accomplish actions at the same time but you can also do, it's called like a shift ability and it like pauses the game. Um, and then you can issue commands to each of these units. Um, say you want to move a unit to a specific area and the other one needs to throw a distraction or a coin or something. Yeah. Like you key those actions up, you hit execute and that'll happen without you like having to manually go in and like do it at the same time. Um, Or you could be like, oh, I want to take out two of these guards and I want to simultaneously do that. Because if I take out one, then he might spot the other one being taken out. Like I want to both at the same time. So you can queue up those actions, press execute, and it off it goes. Um, and it does those things that, you know, as soon as you press the button, it'll just do it. So that stuff mm-hmm. is really cool. And yeah, it just uh, it just surprising me like how well it's sort of thought out and how many... Like different things you can sort of interact with the world and accomplish tasks by just thinking about it a bit more. Like, you don't have to just go around and just stab everybody. You can stealth your way through certain sections and, um, yeah, just approach it entirely differently each situation. So, uh, and the sort of variety in terms of the different team members it kind of gives you and the way they're able to interact. Like, there's a, uh, like, a brute guy that shows up in the second mission that can put down a bear trap and he can whistle people over and they'll fall in the bear trap Um, and he can pick up two guys at the same time and like hide them in bushes whereas your default guy can only pick up one person and he's very slow at it Um, whereas he can climb um, certain structures or vines whereas the big guy can't and like there's certain interactions that some guys
1: can't like well Doc takes like has to drag him right? Yeah. Like, your main guy sort of hoists them up, but Doc has to, like, drag them, and it's super slow. And Yeah. Yeah. They do a really. Yeah, good yeah. and job so you've got to be,
0: like, situational and think about, like, oh, who am I using for this specific thing that I'm about to do? Is it better if I use this other person? Like, you've got to think about their strengths and weaknesses when you're going into it. Um, and it kind of forces you to not just use the same person over and over again to just get through the entire thing because... You can't. I mean, you you could do it, but it's more rewarding if you sort of mix and match and uh, try and get one person to do one thing that they're good at, as opposed to just being like, "Oh, I'll try and see if this works, and if it doesn't, then oh, well, I'll just reload and try something else." Um, so yeah, it's it's really surprising. Like I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and it just sort of, uh, like the the designish the design um things that they've done in the game. And the variety of things that you can do is quite surprising. It's like a you know breath of fresh air when we've been playing these uh, turn-based tactics games that we've seen recently with like Gears um, Giz Tactics and you know your XCOM and and them being very similar in terms of how they behave and then seeing this game and it just being something different. Like we haven't really had something I feel like that's like this before. Um, and it runs really well seems pretty polished it's got a cool like soundtrack um western soundtrack but with like electric guitars sometimes uh, which is pretty cool uh so yeah i'm I'm digging it i'm having a lot of fun with it so far uh, like i'm not too i'm not a huge amount of the way in uh, like four missions or something but it's still um yeah it's it's still pretty engaging it does like it does like a mission and you do a mission and then it takes maybe 40 minutes to an hour to get through. And then you finish that mission. It comes up and it's like, here's a stat screen. Here's how many, um, uh, people you killed or how many times you were spotted or how many civilians you stay, you saved. And this character here, this is what they did. Uh, and here's some challenges that you could have accomplished. And so there's a bunch of like different stats that it'll show you. So it's got a, a lot of like replayability there as well. Yeah. And then it shows you like the map, the area you were in and it sort of like time shifts through the entire map and will like uh give you an overall view of where you were and when you saved and then when you killed somebody and it quickly like zips through the entire map and it shows you your path where you went and then where you yeah. killed people and where you picked things up and when you saved and then reloaded and you can sort of skim through and see all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that stuff is, is, is really in- interesting and neat. It's uh you know we've talked about like a time lapse thing for tactics games like the John Wick one would have been a cool thing to sort mm-hmm. of see but they never really implemented anything like that in the John Wick game um but I think it's done really well here like it's just very uh elegant looks very slick so uh yeah I'm I would recommend that people if they're fans of the XCOM or gears sort of genre and have uh want something that's a bit more faster paced that um does something a bit more interesting with that genre then check out your yeah, desperados 3 or if you played those commandos games back in the day it's yeah. basically one of those games um so if you like them you you'll probably love this one it's it's very cool they just do so many smart things like there's a button you can press and it speeds up time. So you don't have to sit there and wait for like a patrol to come back. You can just fast forward and oh, cool. That's awesome. <clears throat> and you like so quickly just be like, oh, I'll just quick save. And then I'm going to try this thing. Oh, it didn't work. All right. I'm gonna quick reload. And it's just, it's so quick in terms of how it reloads. It's not instantaneous, but it's still pretty good. Um, so yeah, Desperate is three. It's out now. It's on Steam, I guess. <laughs> uh Are you going to check it out at any stage, or...?
1: Uh... I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe. Because
0: Nate was hyping it up a lot.
1: Yeah, my problem is... You know, I had that revelation a couple of weeks ago that I kind of just don't love turn-based games. You know? Mm. Like, I just don't like the pacing of them at the end of the day. Uh... I think, like, every time I look at one of those games and I'm like, oh, this is, uh, my," you know, I just feel like this is a puzzle game but with yeah. violence or whatever. Um, and I don't, like, that's not actually my problem. Like, that's not the key problem I have with it. The key problem I have with it uh, inevitably winds up being that I just don't like fucking the pacing of turn-based games. They're just too fucking slow for me uh, i wanted to go yeah. like let's just keep the fucking action moving let's keep it all fucking ticking along i've got no fucking time for this shit i got mad add baby like let's fucking keep me paying attention otherwise i'm fucking gone so uh yeah yeah as if that's yeah, very different based on my you know unhinged rant just then anyway yeah uh yeah it's definitely yeah like i i enjoyed what i played at the preview session and uh I, I like everything you've said is 100 percent correct like i think it does such a fantastic job uh yeah at, at realizing uh the that old school commando style
0: gameplay but um you've just, just gotta like those types of games yeah exactly <laughs> like if you like hitman um you probably dig this it's you know, a little bit slower than Hitman. It's yeah. obviously not as as deep, I don't think, as Hitman Hitman, because like Hitman is insane. Insane things you yeah. do in that game. Um, but it's yeah. very similar in terms of gameplay stuff, like being able to pick people up. I knocked myself out today because I picked someone up and I accidentally threw them in the air and it landed on me, and then I knocked myself out for like 15 <laughs> seconds. I was like, oh man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Fair enough. Let's Yeah, all right. That's it. That's the games. Um, it was a lot. lot there. Did you need to take a break, or can we just swing on through? Let's just fucking swing on through. All right. <clears throat> I needed some water. Uh, EA Play Live uh, kicked off last week. We sat there and watched it. Um, I might go through some of the things they talked about. Rocket Arena. They apparently picked up that game. That's part of an EA originals now. Uh, mm. yep. It takes two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just moving on. <laughs> moving right on. Uh,
1: It Takes Two, the new fucking Joseph Farah's joint, I suppose. Uh, I guess at least it looks more abstract than a straight Shawshank Redemption ripoff, so that looks good. Um, yeah. Uh,. Right. The appeal of his games is purely co-op fun. People have fun playing games in co-op with others. Uh, so if it can su- like successfully uh, execute on that idea, then I presume that this will be a great success. Um, mm. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, yep. Lost in Random. A game where you roll around with a dice. As your best yeah. friend, or a die, in a, Dice, uh, die, whatever. Yeah, a die,
0: sure. In like uh, a Tim Burton esque world.
1: Yeah, uh, looks quirky, looks kind of cool. I'm uh, very interested to see how how it's executed. Uh, I think the idea of randomness in video games is uh, is always significant, uh, has significant impact, and is uh, not. Uh, well explored. I think there's certainly some interesting ways that this could go, or it could just wind up being a, you know, quirky platform. Mm. But uh, we'll have to wait and
0: see. The the yep. didn't really get a good idea of it based on EA play. I mean, they were showing a bunch of like concept art at the start of that, and we we're like, yeah, they're they not going to show any gameplay, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: But they did. Um S- S- Star Wars Squadron gameplay. Holy yep. shit, I filled the cup. Hey, this I legit got fucking goosebumps in this fucking this video. I thought it was fucking spectacular. I'm fucking in, man. Oh I, I I was like Googling fucking hot ass, fucking flight sticks, hot ass, hot ass, hot as. I don't hmm. fucking know. Hot ass, hot ass flight sticks. I'm fucking there, man. I want to play this game. I'm excited. It looks like it's got some depth. Uh, it looks like it's got a, a very good fucking flight model that is yeah. no halfway third between, person. Thank no, yeah. yeah, no third person. Uh, yeah, halfway between like, uh, I guess, real world flying plus some, you know, non Newtonian physics shit. And being able to do immediate turns back on yourself and stuff like that. Uh, it looks like it's got some gorgeous fucking graphics. Uh, the explosions in it look out of this fucking. They look so fucking good. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm pumped. I can't wait. I'm very excited.
0: I'm going to be cautious. <laughs> uh fuck that. I'm still going to be cautious on this one. Fuck. Um, that. only because the things I've heard that like it's. It's ob- it's not a full price game. It's a it's a forty dollar game. Yep. Um, the other thing that I was hearing was that it started off as a multiplayer game, and uh, the single player stuff has come later on. So uh, I don't like. like, like I'm,
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in for single player. <clears throat> like I'm in it for like co-op stuff. Uh, that's. I think that's gonna be real fun and uh yeah i think that's gonna be the most interesting like the multiplayer and the co-op is gonna be the most interesting part of it i don't really care about a single player campaign to be honest if i can play the single player campaign in co-op i will do it like that instead of playing it single player um so yeah that doesn't really worry me that much the idea that single player might be shoehorned in or might just be a set of tutorial missions i don't really care about that really hmm. like i'm okay with it i think uh world of star wars is strong enough that we do not need uh strict uh narratives every single time we enter the universe you know like it could just be the world of star wars that's enough for me to be honest
0: yeah yeah i'm okay with that it just seems weird that like it was supposed to be a multiplayer game and now they're putting in single player and this is from a company that has said many times that single-player games aren't something they want to something you know people don't want to play anymore yeah um uh they talked about how there's going to be uh looks like like a lot of unlocks and customizations for the ships um which is pretty cool like they were saying a lot of good good things vr support um joystick support which you were just talking about and yeah, I think the big one for me was the third person thing. I, if, if they would have said that, oh, you can be in third person, I would have just been like, I'm not interested. Oh, I don't, I don't care, because that I think that just ruins it. Like for yeah. the people that want to play it with like a joystick and the, especially like the VR support and things like that, like um, being able to just be like, oh, I'm gonna play the thing in th- third person now. It just it feels like a cheat <laughs> in a way. So. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, they said a lot of good things, but I'll um I'll wait and see how we go. Yep. And
1: then uh finally they uh revealed that Skate 4 is in development. Yeah. Uh in the sense that they certainly confirmed that they it looked like they confirmed that they wanted to put a team together to make skate four, and that's as because far in as they've gotten.
0: People kept asking for it like so that's the thing if you keep whining about it on the internet you'll eventually get your way
1: yep that's it that's how the internet works um yeah I don't don't know fucking wait and see uh yeah I'm I'm keen I'm very keen but yes we will have to wait a while um Um,
0: pretty disappointing event though I feel like uh, like nothing huge um but I don't no, know. Ba- no no, next Battlefield. I mean, there was a teaser on some Battlefield stuff. Um, yeah. They teased some Dragon Age stuff, but in terms of announcements. All of it's
1: sort of next gen well, and way, way, way in the future.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was a little underwhelming, I felt like. Um, True. Yep. So we'll, we'll probably get more info about that soon, about what's going on. Anyway, next up, we got uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed by 2 months. September 17th to September uh, sorry, September 17th to November 19th, so mm. uh, they got a little bit more time on that one. There's some previews happening this week. Yes, the uh, Night City Wire event is tomorrow. Yep. Um and then when that drops, there'll be Once a bunch time. of uh, media and uh, content creator embargoes lifted. Yep. So there'll be a bunch of... Uh, it sounds like four to five hours of gameplay that they were able to play. That's crazy. Um, and that's about as much as I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody's going into much detail at this point. Uh, these things were... Like, nobody was getting in. Uh, extremely limited in Australia. Um, I guess, you know what, with restrictions and stuff, you had to go into an office. I've got my first in-office preview session next week, actually. Um, haven't done one in fucking forever. Mm. And uh, I'll be very interested to see how they go with social distancing restrictions and stuff. Uh, I'm, I, th- I think, yeah, I might be alone. Like, it might be like a room to myself, which isn't unusual, like super unusual, but... Uh yeah normally they they crack a bunch of people into one room together um yeah I presume that's not what happened like the, the same sort of thing went down at this uh so yeah it was extremely restricted in uh who could get into these things and uh yeah mostly uh editors were snapping them up for themselves like the greedy pigs that they are because they're all a bunch of fuckheads no I'm kidding um Anyway, uh, I'm not jealous. It's fine. I didn't want to go anyway, and uh, I didn't want to play it. And they, and they got, got the t-shirts as well. That's the worst got, part. They <laughs> got these sweatshirts say "I uh, played it before launch," which I would never play, but uh, never watch rather. But, uh sorry, wear fucking. Wear. Oh, I wear it everywhere. Oh, I'd never, Just I'd never, wear it. never, ever wear it. But uh, yeah, I uh, I would definitely hold on to it. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's fine. Yeah. I didn't want to play. It.
0: I think this will be the last delay. <laughs> that I'm sure the
1: uh, I'm sure the golden ticket makes the chocolate taste terrible. Anyway, so you know
0: yeah. now it is. Um, um, it's an interesting yeah. date, though, don't you think? November nineteenth. That's four days after my birthday, Luke. Okay, four days.
1: So if I were to get a four day early pre uh, like review copy, that'd be on my birthday. I wonder if there's some way that I can get cyberpunk to know that to know mm. that it would be my 37th birthday it's almost like 2077 37 there's something in that there's something in that I gotta look into I gotta dig into it mm. uh, if you take four the four days from 2777 uh if you take 40 away somehow. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> dig into this. There's maths here to justify.
0: What me if you take the four away from the seven and then flip the numbers? That's it. Perfect. And it's a thirty-seven. It's a
1: thirty-seven. Yeah. So Done. think it through think it through CD project. Uh I'm I'm the guy who said that the combat system in Witcher 3 was bad, so you know, you guys owe me for
0: that sometime. for, for I, you I, patching it putting new
1: maths
0: one in on there. that one and that too yeah yeah um so yeah uh November nineteenth though that sounds like a launch day uh, a, lo- a good launch window for a new console does yeah. that's a that's another great point as well
1: yeah mm. um four days after my birthday Luke I don't know if you've noticed four days after my birthday and there's got to be some way for me to work out how to get a PlayStation five on my 37th birthday. How do we work this one out? Uh, if you take three from, no, that doesn't work. Uh, there's gotta be something in there. Uh, what about an Xbox sex? Xbox sex, uh, 37. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's gotta be something in there. Add yeah. three to seven divided by two, five PlayStation five. Thanks. She is all
0: right makes sense, all right? Yeah, you're doing well with these maths, it's good. I'm,
1: I'm good at maths, that's what like that's what <clears throat> everyone's always said, Joe. You're not much of a writer, but damn, you're good at maths for a game reviewer. fuck, you good at maths, that's what they say to me. Uh, anyway, who,
0: who said who says this to you?
1: <laughs> People on the internet, they're very mean, oh. uh, they're not, they're not, they're just not nice. Um yeah, anyway. And they they also didn't say I was good at math. So they just sound bad at everything. They're just fuckheads. Anyway. Suicidegame.com Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad Game. Fucking Suicide Game. Jesus Christ. Suicide Squad <laughs> Kill the Justice League.com and got Them Knights Game.com, registered by Warner Bros. Uh and and Rocksteady's working on one of these, right?
0: Yeah. So it's there's been a, there's been rumors for a while that uh Rocksteady are working on some sort of uh either Justice League or like you're controlling multiple people in the DC uh universe. So it sounds like it could be the the Suicide Squad one. Yeah. Um whereas the Gotham Knights game is is linked to the Warner Brothers Montreal crew who have been teasing this uh this fucking batman game for like a year now um, on twitter which we should be hearing about pretty soon at this new warner brothers online uh events which i don't have a date for um i can quickly check it out but i think it's within the next month or so uh i can't find it (laughs) do you know when Uh, it's on nope uh Nope. No, I don't have a date, but I don't know. Anyway, I know it's happening. Um, so the rumors are, are that if it does uh, show, up, is, if
1: we do find the the date, I'll add it to the calendar. Yeah, a very useful calendar. The E three. It's in
0: August, things. it says here. I didn't see August twenty
1: second. Nice. Okay. Right, cool.
0: Yeah. Um. So it sounds like this is where they're probably going to be doing this. Uh. This these two DC games. Um, and then the other rumor was that, that uh, Harry Potter game that someone's working on. There was some delete, uh, some some leaked footage uh, yeah. yep. a little while back from uh, a studio working on that one as well. So we probably hear about that one a bit more anyway. There's those games. Uh, the next one is a big one. Microsoft has shut down mixer.
1: Hang on before you get to that. Uh, Gotham yeah. Knights. That's a, that's an yeah. actual rugby team in New York. Okay. Do you think they all get free copies of the game, or they just get fucking... Someone stole their fucking name. I'd be mad. I'd be mad at it. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Microsoft shut down Mixer. Out of nowhere. They didn't tell anyone about it. People just woke (laughs) up one day, and they were like, well, you're a Facebook gammy now, so... Bye! Uh, The only people who didn't get this treatment were the two dudes who made out like fucking bandits on the fucking (laughs) tip. Uh, Ninja and Shroud, who both uh, got allegedly bought out of their contracts so they Mm -hmm. can go wherever the fuck they want. Uh, I've been thinking about this. Or YouTube Gaming. If you got paid $30 million uh, to stop streaming on a platform... Would you go to Twitch or YouTube or Facebook? Or uh, if I got, what what would you do? I wouldn't go to Facebook. Definitely not.
0: No. If I got
1: $30 million to stop streaming on Mixer, I would stop doing anything at all. (laughs) Shit. You can pay me $2 million. To stop streaming, shit, you could pay me one dollar one million dollars to stop streaming on
0: Mixer, and I would
1: stop streaming
0: everywhere. Uh, I mean, the thing is now, now they can go to either YouTube Gaming or Twitch and be like, "Who wants my deal now?" Yeah, and then make make even more money. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the it's like crazy. the the trick part is that like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Do you does YouTube want them? You know? Does they, do they need them? I guess, like, on one hand, right, the, the theory is, you know, uh, if they're trying to get their YouTube live off the ground, then having either of them would be a fucking sweet feather in their cap. On the mm. other hand, the way that Google does anything doesn't really uh, lend, itself, doesn't lend itself to the concept of them doing anything positive for their platforms. So I'm not sure that they would. You know, I got a fucking email the other day saying, uh, uh, import all your stuff from Google play music to YouTube music. They're, hmm. sh- they're shutting down Google play music, which I've used for, it's got to be a decade. It's got to be at least a decade now. Uh, and they're just going to shut it down like, Oh, okay. It's just gone. Now use YouTube music instead. I don't want to use YouTube music. You fuckholes. I don't want to. I just want... Like, is, it, is this so much to ask? I just want to be able to fucking listen to my music... Wherever I am... At any time... And... Now I've got to store it all on my fucking phone again... Like some sort of fucking... Oh my god, I'm very upset. Anyway, fuck YouTube. Fuck... Fuck all this, sh- Fuck streamers. Fuck everything. Why did, yeah. why did you remind me of this
0: shit? I, um... I think it seemed like an all in or nothing sort of thing for them. Like it's, it's been, they basically killed it after a year after signing all these big contracts. Um, but it seems like money might've been well spent in a better way. Like rather than just chucking a shitload of money at a couple of people, like disperse that out a little bit more and grab, you know, people that are up and coming or have, uh, like lower sort of tier accounts. And that way you're mm-hmm. grabbing, a, a bigger range of people um, as opposed to just two people and being like, well, let's see if this works and uh, we'll spend a shitload of money on it and maybe it'll stick. And if it doesn't, we'll just ditch everything. It's, yeah. I, th- I think it's still really weird that they're, they're getting rid of it because I thought it was a good platform. Like the things I were doing in there in terms of features and whatnot, like uh, they w- were one of the first ones to have like the multi-stream features in there where you could watch multiple people at the same time and queue them up on the same screen rather than going to like a twitch extension and trying to do all that sort of stuff like the competition is good because it means that they're not just sitting there and idling and being like well there's no one else that can touch us so we don't really have to do much um yeah it's i don't think overall it's good for the scene um but, like, like who's their competition now other than Google?
1: Yeah, it's just YouTube. It's just YouTube. Yeah. There's no way Facebook overtakes them in, under any circumstances. That never happens.
0: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, and, and it sucks because, like, a lot of people who make money off this platform as a living now have lost that. They've got a month. They got a month's notice <laughs> to try and sort it all out um apparently employees didn't know either they found out via that that announcement it's just not a yeah they i don't think they handled it too well but especially when they're launching a brand new console this year like they could have found ways to integrate it better um into like the console platforms it's just a strange decision it's i guess they just were like fuck it we'll cut our losses and would we'll just abandon that completely. Like that's not what we want to be in for anymore. Um. Anyway, yeah. um, next up has been a uh, very outspoken week uh, in terms of harassment in the industry across mm. um, game development, streaming, content creators, media, all over the place. Uh, two of the biggest ones that have come out of this. Uh, so this is basically. Uh, A lot of women that are coming out and accusing people, uh, mostly men, in places of higher power of taking advantage of women or harassing them, um, whether it's emotionally or sexually, things like that, and uh, taking advantage of them. And so, yeah, two of the biggest ones that have come out in terms of the game development scene has been the creative director on the Assassin's Creed series for Valhalla. Who also worked on Origins and Black Flag? Hmm. Uh, he has today stepped down from that creative director role after allegations came out of him, uh, I guess, cheating on his wife with a much younger lady, possibly more than more, more multiple, women. Multiple. Yeah, women I've read and heard stuff
1: uh, and about it. Yeah, like. It's a, it's a question of abusing his position as a powerful element in the games industry to, Mm -hmm. you know, acquire, what a gross word, uh, to, to like, yeah, to prey upon women, you know, like, it's, it's fucking gross as shit. Yeah, Ashraf Ismail uh, appears to have stepped down, taken a leave of absence, I believe was the tweet uh and yeah um someone else will take over for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla um yeah it's that shit's gross that shit's gross as fuck and he's far from the only one who's done it i mean yeah the whole the whole thing is that these people these men in the games industry are using their positions to coerce people uh, coerce not just women like dudes as well into situations uh, compromising situations that they wouldn't otherwise find themselves in if the allure the tantalising allure of the games industry didn't weigh heavily or sit heavily above them you know and it winds up yeah, being unbelievably gross um so he's one, and the other one is Chris Avalon, uh, who is, has been in the industry for fucking forever, uh, yeah, and has his apparently filthy fingers in a lot of different games, everything from fucking Planescape Torment all the way up to no longer Techland's Dying Light Two, which he has been uh, the the severed Techland has severed their relationship. With Chris Evelyn as a result of the allegations about his uh, impropriety uh, and impropriety is a pretty fucking tame way to put it, he is a predator it would appear it's yeah like it's pretty fucking cooked it's, this is definitely gaming's me too moment uh, mm-hmm. the, the times up, times up, times up, times up uh, yeah, like everyone's getting fucking put on blast. Everyone who's ever done anything fucking gross. But there's a lot of like this is a pretty interesting fucking topic because we're you know famous, famously party animals, right? I would say, I would say, Luke, famously that we are fam- famously party animals uh, in the local games industry.
0: Are you about uh, to? <laughs> to put Eric Johnson on, on blast is
1: <laughs> I mean with direct, I think maybe Eric the Eric Johnson from, from Valve joke is dead, right? This yeah. it's it's done. <laughs> Eric Johnson never did any of those things, okay? As far yeah. as we can tell, he is a fantastic man and uh and has never done anything like this. Uh it was always just a gag uh about the old school nature of how the games industry parties used to be, uh, and it was dramatically exaggerated uh, for comic effect. No, what, I, what I'm going, what I'm saying is that, like, man, we're like party animals. Like, we get fucking, we tend to get drunk. Uh, and what I've noticed is a lot of these not at people- video
0: game events, <laughs> mostly. Uh, like no well and Like we're parties. not going to preview events and getting wasted like that's no. not what's happening.
1: No, no, I'm talking about like after parties or like networking events, social stuff. Yeah, yeah we get we get drunk. Uh we like to imbibe, but uh but no, one of the things I noticed is that yeah, a lot of people are are like a lot of uh, people who are being accused of stuff are coming out and being like, "Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, you know, I was drunk, and when I get drunk, I get like this, and blah 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 blah." I have, I think probably the worst thing I ever did was uh, I uh, I stole someone's uh, laptop bag at uh accidentally, you didn't steal it, but it was an accident. Yeah, I was yeah. grabbing a bag because it. Honestly, I looked identical to my own bag uh, and I was pretty fucking drunk and I couldn't remember if I had a bag or not. I looked inside. It had exactly the same fucking laptop as me. So I went, yeah, this is mine. Off I go. I gave it back the next day. Uh, I, you know, took it back to them. It was a genuine mistake uh, that got fixed immediately. That's the worst thing I've ever done when I'm drunk. And I was drunk enough that I don't remember getting into a cab to go home with a bag that it wasn't mine right that's that's pretty drunk that's mm. pretty drunk um how was that i, that think, event? I remember <laughs> was it i i, was I, it, I don't remember uh, uh was yeah. it a christmas event or something yeah like christmas, christmas it was a christmas party yeah um oh, but yeah like that that's You know, that's lovable scamp shit, right? Like, that's, you know, I'm a lovable scamp, right? I would hope that if I ever did anything fucking heinous, someone would call me out immediately. And I would hope if I saw someone do anything heinous, I would call them out immediately, right? Like, because we, like, I know you and I have had fucking conversations uh, about stuff that isn't, like, remotely close to this, right? Like, we're like, we're, we've had conversations with the other people, like, in large groups about stuff that doesn't come fucking close to this. I just, I hate the idea. I hate to think that people who have been made to feel vulnerable uh, at, at, these, at these events when, like, I go to them and I just have a fucking great time, right? Like, it sucks that people have to sit there on guard while I'm getting fucking... It is, it is like that classic shit, right? Like, I'll roll into fucking... I'll go to a, an event in, uh, like, somewhere... And I, I'll roll up to a 7-Eleven... Buy fucking four cans of Four loco And hammer them all... And then drunkenly walk around the streets of a foreign country... And I'm like... Nothing's gonna happen to me... I'm fucking... I'm the... I'm a blank face... Like, I'm Joe average. Nobody, like, even fucking notices that I exist... Meanwhile, other people are like taking infinite fucking safeguards to make sure that they're safe in other locations. Uh, because, you know, for whatever, uh, a myriad of factors that impacts the likelihood, the statistical chance that they might get into any trouble that, you know, jacks up just because they don't, that they're not like me. They don't look like Job Average. I'm, it's fucking upsetting to me uh obviously you know it's not none of this is about me right like uh this is not about me and um me talking about me is just sort of narcissistic but i'm just trying to frame this as like i hate the idea that anyone should ever. and we got to get rid of this we got to fucking exercise this cancer from our fucking industry Hmm. and yeah like the first step is yeah, people taking leaves of absence from uh, from major titles, so we so we can make sure and put in place uh, some safeguards to make sure people feel good about yeah, like hmm. being in, in in the industry. I mean, writing about video games uh, or making video games. I won't say streaming streaming seems to make shitloads loads of money, but writing about video games and making video games is not, a, not generally a, a way to make lots and lots of money. Not if you're doing it within the, uh, the large, larger system. If you're working for a place like, uh, Ubisoft or whatever, you're not walking away. Like you, you make corporate money, I guess, but you're not going to make fuck tons of money and writing about video games. You're never going to make fuck tons of money. Um, so it sucks that not only are you not making lots of money and you're working insane hours, but you're also dealing with predatory horse shit from fuckheads. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like that has happened too often, and I think the only like the the least anyone can do is call it out when they see it, uh, mm-hmm. say something, and make sure it doesn't persist. Pull pull people up when they when they're like this, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a shitty situation, but ideally it will get better and continue to get better. But it has to, you know, you have to shine a light on it before it can actually start to get better. You have to just discover the disease before you can start to find a cure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, there was some stuff in, uh, yeah, they, they, these are kind of just two of the people we've highlighted. But yeah, um, yeah there's like hundreds, <laughs> like over a hundred at this stage. I was not I was not on the internet when all this blew up. I It was the weekend over here and I was busy doing stuff. So I didn't see what sort of yeah. kicked all this off or where it kind of evolved. I missed like two or three days of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the stuff I've seen the last couple of days are like the IGN, the IGN stuff. Uh, yeah, came up pretty big. So, this is uh many, many years ago. There was the people that were running it, um, have since been fired or they're and they're not there anymore. But yeah. you've got like people that now work at GameSpot, so like Callie, and uh, there was someone else over there that, that I forget who it was, um, but both of them basically said, like that the the sort of things that they endured under the um the management of of these two people were things that they basically went to like HR about and then HR didn't do anything and so or yep. you know didn't handle it properly and for them that wasn't enough and they ended up like leaving that company yeah. and there's there's talks about like this I think some of the stuff that I saw was in relation to like when these guys were running it being, like, oh, we can't put you on camera because you're not pretty enough and things like yeah. that. Or like you can write the script, but we'll get someone else to to be on camera. Um not just for women, but for guys as well. Like you're not good at look, you're not good looking enough to be on camera. So and even though it's your review, we'll get someone else to be on camera and do it for you. Uh and then there was the Mitch Dreyer thing. Uh so Mitch now works at I think he's at Motive at these days. Um but yeah, he's is he's it sure EA he's he's on, a, on the
1: on squadrons right I think
0: yeah he might be a writer he's worked on like Battlefront and that sort of stuff but he's an an ex journo Uh, and he talked about how he did a piece he like came out and apologized to Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann and Mm. over there about um, they wrote a piece back in the day when Amy Hennig um, left Naughty Dog and they ended up putting in this IGN piece that they heard that it was like a hostile takeover from Neil Druckmann and trying to get rid of Amy. Um, mm. And it turns out that that wasn't real, that these two guys wanted to put that in there because it sounded juicy. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. a verified source. And uh, they fu- he wanted to get his name taken off the piece and they wouldn't let him. And so he had to post this article with misinformation in there to make it sound good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that sort of stuff is fucked up. Um, yeah, and you, you can just see like all these people that are coming out against IGN that used to work there and say, you know, it's a much better place now. Those people have left. They've started yeah. their own company. Maybe don't go work for that consulting company. That company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of just shows you where um, a lot of this stuff sort of, you know, how deep it goes. Yeah, uh, and, and it's not going to be the last of it. Like I think this is going to be going on for a while we're going to see more and more people coming out uh, uh, you know against these people that are up in higher places are taking advantage of of others um you know i think luckily in australia in terms of the media area we're you know it's a very smaller community especially to what it was you know 10 years ago it's getting smaller and smaller um but i like to th- i'd like to think that everybody is pretty responsible and everybody knows each other. Um, but I like I've definitely heard things in terms of streamers and content creators. I'm not gonna say who or anything like that. That's not my story to tell. Um but for me my personal experience, like I've heard more things on that side in Australia. Just because mm. I think there's more of them at these these at this stage. It's like yeah. there's so many. Um so yeah it's not just a problem affecting Australia it's it's a, a global thing and I I feel like it's not this isn't the last this isn't the last uh, sort of bunch of high profile people we will be hearing about at this stage so yeah like I'm glad that people are speaking up about it and making it a big deal because it needs to like you you don't want to be working for these for these assholes I guess. No. yeah um yeah yeah
1: yeah and I'm glad people are speaking because I'd, I'd hate to think, like you know, when you, when you work with these people, you are tacitly supporting them. You are helping prop up their efforts uh, to make them by, think it's okay. And and yeah, that that makes them think that what they're doing is condoned. And yeah, I'd hate to think that I ever, yeah, uh, unintentionally supported someone. Who is like this? Who's dog shit? Like it just isn't on, you know? Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's gross.
0: All right, I think that is that's it. That's all we've got. Um, any questions at all? At nope. the moment. Another? Uh,
1: JB wanted to point out that he thought that I painted a closer game in our Red Alert skirmish than what had happened in reality. Mm -hmm. Um, that he had shitloads of troops coming my way and that it wasn't pathfinding that lost me that game. Um, But um, I would like to say fucking prove it, JP. Prove it! Uh, And uh, also Heath wanted to point out that, uh, that he had a race this week where he drove around a racetrack over the weekend and gained 40 positions. Uh, but only after he lost 35 positions. So uh, technically he lost, I guess, no, he gained five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, And Drew said that 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 race actually went for 24 hours. So uh, it's 24 hours. Over the course of 24 hours, he lost 35 positions and gained 40, uh, which is actually pretty classic heat, to be honest. Um, Five positions over the course of 24 hours on average, is what, like four, like one every four point something hours, 4.6 hours? Everyone says I'm great at maths. And uh, yeah, that tracks one position every four something hours. Makes sense. Anyway, uh, send us questions. I love questions. And uh, jump in our games spoiler chat. Uh, Dan Gaz uh has pointed out that you can use uh, how, how to do spoiler tags and it would probably be a good idea to spoiler tag the more spoilery stuff. If you are going to chat in our spoiler chat channel. Yep. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll
0: look yeah. into it. See if there's a good way we can do it. Yep. That sort of stuff. Good. Yep. All right. And that is it. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places where you can get your podcast. Uh, under the GAP, the GA podcast, GAP podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show. helps other people find it. If you'd like to send us questions, you can go to the GAPodcast.com slash, no, the GAPodcast at gmail.com, for emails. You can go to our Discord page, the GAPodcast.com slash Discord. If you'd like to leave us any questions, jump in that spoiler chat. We'll just talk about random things. Yeah. In the general channel. Yeah. We play games. Sometimes we're in there. Go do that good fun do it If Um, you want to play rainbows with me if you see me playing rainbows
1: uh rainbow six and you want to jump in with me ping me on you play or in the channel and i'll jump Hmm. in the channel otherwise i'm just playing i'm just going to do my playing on mute thing but i'm yeah happy to play with other people as i was saying so yeah let me know
0: Cool. Uh, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA GAPodcast, twitter.com slash ga podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GAPodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch uh, the latest episode as well as the uh, spoiler cast is going up, I think tonight, tomorrow. Cool. Um, once that's finished. And you can also go to our website, the GAPodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about for the links for everything, including past episodes of the show. Or you can just listen to the podcast on there if you want to. Um, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help us put on this every week. They pay, they help pay the bills, all that sort of good stuff. If you'd like to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. So thank you to everyone that does that every month. Best. Thank you. Yep. Um, like I said before, it allowed us to do the, uh, the spoiler cast, and we'll definitely be doing more of those. Obviously, Cyberpunk, if it doesn't keep getting delayed. Yep, That'll be a (laughs) big one. Uh, Um, But yes. uh, Is Watch Dogs out this year? I don't think it is. They haven't said anything. I think that's going to be a March next year release. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it
1: was originally slated for Q4 this year, but without a release date at this point, maybe not. Uh, Bloodlines 2, Vampire the Masquerade, I would definitely talk way too much about that if it manages to come out this year
0: but yeah uh, yeah. we'll have to wait and see I mean it says here the game was originally slated for March 6 2020 damn Uh, and then they delayed it to the 2021 physical year oh did they oh okay I think um, I'm gonna guess March next year makes sense that's a good guess Yep. Yep. All right, have you got anything you'd like to pimp out for this week you've been working on?
1: Head to, no, you can't see it yet, but uh, twitter.com slash Joby Jojo. See my dumb tweets.
0: What about you? Okay, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. That's all I've got. You can cool. Check that out. I'll be next posting week. about things that happen. Nice. But otherwise, that's it for this week. Um, yep. Next week, be back more video games. Stay tuned. Bye.